Attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about how Tom Brady's balls need to be blown up are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Giselle? And there have been no Giselle blowjob jokes off I this. Know. It's really a shame. Oh, well, that's where we come in. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad we're picking up that slack. <laughs> come on, Twitter. Now, I hope people aren't confused that you don't really blow, because that's not a good blowjob. Well, that's how you could tell someone that knew anything about sex in grade school or not. You go, do you know what a blowjob is? Uh, someone blows on something? <laughs> that's why we named it that. Oral sex. So we just talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if... If you were the guy that experienced the girl figuring that out on you, it would be would, cold and I don't drafty. I don't even know how that would work. That's would weird. she would she do it from a distance or would she like try to blow air like into it? Like a candle, like, and she makes a wish yeah. and she gets is it down like a there. Candle or is it more like a straw that you're blowing yeah, into? You go, sweetheart. It's not an Elton John song. You gotta <laughs> get. It's more like an, it. it's more like an awful occupation. <laughs> That's why job comes into it. Ah, yes. yes. So it's four shows into the new year. Two of them have started off with Dick Talk. Yay! Yeah, well. so Dick Talk. <laughs> We're gonna do a rundown of Dick Talks for the whole week, <laughs> starting with Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. <laughs> He's taking it for three. Liam Neeson. Our special guest John Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> and later. Senator Jim Jeffords. <laughs> or some dick. What I don't the know. <laughs> So, John Kyle of Arizona. I probably just named a really good senator, <laughs> oh, but, you know, yeah, some, yeah. some guy's a dick. Oh, my God. <laughs> I see. I switched it up. See, yeah. not I an saw actual you penis. You scared me when you brought in someone I didn't know. Well, about I don't even penis. know who that is. I just... Oh, oh wait. Going back to yes. bringing it together, politics and Tom Brady. Nice. They're calling this deflate gate. Now, we were talking about, like, <laughs> isn't that a really... Still an old... Like before, most people were born reference to put on scandals nowadays. Yeah. Still with yeah. the Watergate? Yeah. Is yeah. it still the worst thing that's happened? Everything yeah. gets gated. Yeah. Nanny gate, deflate gate. Yeah. What happened to teapot doming things? <laughs> <laughs> and that was just in a good old-fashioned scandal. Yeah. <laughs> that was a teapot dome scandal. I like crisis. Yeah. When yeah. things are like the missile crisis. Deflate crisis. Yeah. <laughs> deflate pot dome. <laughs> Uh, I dated her right? once. Oh, Deflate did you? Pot Dome. Oh. Her family owned a wonderful restaurant. Does she still dance? <laughs> Horribly racist. Uh, that's bad. That's all right. Well, that's welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Bye. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. I wouldn't worry too much about your heart. You can always put that award where your heart ought to be. You've reached ground zero for all things <laughs> movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, uh, sketches characters, bits, special guests. There's so much and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on <gasps> iTunes, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Funny or Die, PulpEpic.com, Stitcher, Player.fm, and of course, TheMovieGuys.net, absolutely free, and we encourage you to subscribe where you can, and if you do... Yes. Still no charge. Wow. When's that offer going to expire, Paul? Never. Oh, okay. Never. Well, actually, I've, that'd be great one day. <laughs> but for Paul, now, no charge. In the amount of time that it took you to say all the things we're on, there's a new thing we have to do. There's be a new on thing to yeah. get on. Uh... We're also on WBAD.net. Well, there oh, you go. Yeah, that's right. uh, Fridays at 4, uh, the internet radio. So that's good to be part of them. And your hosts for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves include myself, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. I don't know why I bring food into the studio. All you people do is eat it. Karen Volpe. <laughs> You're good. Most people can't hear me with the whole orchestra playing. And Adam Witt. You'll get nothing and like it. And, si- 
Sitting in the whole show is co-founder of the Super Ego Podcast, who's performed all over Southern California and appeared on the Thrilling Adventure Hour, the Dead Authors Podcast, Comedy Bang Bang, and more. Jeremy Carter. Thank you. I bought it at Anus Lennon's, where everything's 4% off. It's just heavily stained. So, felt obliged to do a bit I there. I thought we had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got to. So I was like, okay, quicken his feet. That's good. See, he's a professional. Oh, and good news. Well. We're wrapping up the movies, <laughs> wrapping them up this week that make up Hollywood's dumping ground, also oh, known as God. the month of January. January. Oh, man. In fact, we dare you to name the titles of the movies opening up on January 30th. You know, as a matter of fact, Paul sends out an email and he says, watch these previews the week before. And you just look at it, you go, hey, did you make these up? Yeah. I swear to I God, well I've, I've never even seen a poster for them. We've been doing the show for about five years now or something like that. I have come to enjoy January like Christmas yeah. because yeah. it is. there's just something wrong with everything <laughs> yeah. coming out. Yeah. It's here for so many And they're all like have, have chosen a more lame title than they yeah. originally had. And they're all like you know, ripped out of August to the last minute and put here. I love all it's the a, stories. It's a big old pile of whatever the hell. <laughs> Give me some titles. I want to know. Oh, there. Well, here we go. This <laughs> well, is what yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll tell you about what's opening. So that's what we're here for. Oh, okay. The nut right. job. That's last year. Yeah, that <laughs> we'll prep you for what's opening. Yeah. Uh, that's why we're here. Uh, opening this weekend, you could go see Black or White. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? Or The Loft. Fuck you. Or Project Almanac. You hear that? It's in my dad's old workshop. It's like a clicking or something. <laughs> the hell is that? Here we go. Project Almanac. Temporal relocation prototype? What does that mean? It means time travel. Who gives a shit? So, yeah, those are the titles. Thank you, Jeffrey. Amazing, right? Oh, wow. Actually, the Project Almanac is an interesting title for a movie about teens and marketed to teens. Mm. Might as well call it Project Rotary Phone or (laughs) Project 8-Track Tape. (laughs) I'm sorry, what's a phone? What's a rotary phone? And the teens don't even give a shit about history, right? From what we've read or what we've seen, they get it, they hang around our own time. They don't even look. We could meet Ben Franklin. No, no. No. They go back to math class and try to do better at a test. They go back to meet themselves. That's the most self-indulgent hipster thing to do. (laughs) To go look at yourself at your seventh birthday party. It's a living selfie. It totally is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> selfie okay. travel. That's a better yeah. concept. That's a way better Living concept selfie. and title. Well, oh. this is um, this is a movie that they thought they were going to release a while ago. Yeah, like a year ago. A year really? ago. And it was called Welcome to Yesterday. And then it was also called sense. Almanac. And then that tri- uh, clip you just played, they literally say Project Almanac. So did they go back and reshoot a scene just to get the title? Or, I, I, well, or did they I just mean, dub it in? If it's marketed to teens, but it sounds like farmers are going to be more interested in this. That sounds pretty... uh, I mean, I know. I've been reading the Almanac since I was in high school in the FFA. (laughs) Sweetheart, are you coming? Sweetheart. Sweetheart. She's not moving. Call 911. Call the FFA. Call the FFA. Let's get to our first film of the week. It is... uh, Let's see here. Kevin Costner's Black or White? White. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Kevin Costner is white, Paul. Yes. He, this wasn't a question, actually. Oh. Black oh. or White is the title of the new movie coming out this week. True. <laughs> Thank you, Bart. You've been a huge help. <laughs> My pleasure, Paul. All right. Tired of liking the characters in your movies? Well, Black or White wins the January Movie Award for Most Settled On Title of the Month. 
Black or white is a title you come up with sarcastically at the end of a month's discussion. Black or white tells the story of Guy Whitey, played by Kevin Costner. I'm sorry, I'm not looking up the names of characters in January's movies. We don't have that kind of time. Guy Whitey works. Uh, when Guy's wife dies in a tragic plot device, he finds out that he has had an African-American granddaughter for seven years. No, it's not that. that not oh, that one. That would be Costner, good. Costner, you think that. But it's not a murder mystery, although that would make the trailer even more exciting. With Costner's wife gone, the granddaughter now has only Guy to depend on. <laughs> or something. Since the father's a deadbeat dad and Costner's daughter isn't mentioned in any synopsis I read. That's right. Cheerios commercial The Movie is a story about how the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. Oh, and what might be right for you might not be right for some. This living arrangement doesn't sit well with the young girl's other grandmother, and so Grandma Wee Wee, played by Octavia Spencer, decides she might know what's best for the little girl all the way home. Grandma Wee Wee? Yeah. The last person I need around me right now is Grandma Wee Wee. <laughs> There's a lot of growling in this movie. But his wife chose the wrong time to die because Guy's developing relationship with his biracial granddaughter is threatened by a courtroom scene in which the title of the movie is put to the test. Also, alcoholism. What? Are you listening, Academy? You've got your racism, you've got your ailment, you might even be a veteran, so the troops. Also, who's to say the daughter isn't a gay, mentally disabled Holocaust survivor? At long last, Kevin Costner gets to play the role he's waited his entire life to play. Grandpa! Grandpa Caius! He's a well-off white man who has a granddaughter he adores, just like Michael Douglas in last year's And So It Goes. What? No one knows what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Was that one released in January of 2014? Yeah. <laughs> There's a title. And So It Goes. Yeah. Wh whatever. <laughs> the movie. It's like, it's like here's a... Uh, we stole this from Kurt Vonnegut Jr. And... Uh, here, have a good time with it. <laughs> the painted wall. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of humor in the trailer, so I've reached that rare moment in life where I wish Tyler Perry would enter as Medea. And you're a drunk! Okay, thank you. Run on home, fill your bathtub with whiskey, and just soak in it. Have yourself an old drunk man's bubble bath. Got it. Good. Thanks, kid, no popo, call the popo. <laughs> I don't even think that was edited. <laughs> <clears throat> the only real, <clears throat> excuse me, the only real selling point on this movie is the cast featuring two Academy Award winners. Nothing assures me to the solid potential for drama like a lead actor's ability to direct a period piece. <laughs> I'm not sure what movie Octavia Spencer directed, but I'm sure it was good too. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's black or white. Oh man, that's a that's a real movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. Jesus, that's awful. It would be funny if we didn't let him know what the concept is and some of them are made up. Yeah, right. And you gotta find <laughs> yeah, He would never game. know. That's a good never. game. It's a lot of work for you, but In that's January. a good game. <laughs> that is one settled upon title, right? Oh, man. Yeah. And I keep wanting to say black and white. Sure. That's a phrase. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I never caught that. It's black or white. Yes, yeah. black and white is already a movie, though. Oh. And then you'd have to call this Lee Daniels black and white. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm the only person that was sort of intrigued. Maybe it's just because I think Octavia Spencer would be amazing to have in your life if she was actually that. Everyone needs that woman who sits at your bedside when you're scared and tired and goes, I believe in you. You could do anything. Yeah. She's so good at that. Yeah. I want her to show she, up right now and tell me I'm good at this. She did that to young James Brown. Look what happened. Look what happened. <laughs> she but, sassed uh, him up. We need some sassing up. That's what I need. But we, we needed Popo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe anybody said we shouldn't.
do that. <laughs> yeah, who, that doesn't <laughs> seem right. Any kind of right. s- development meeting. Hey, Popo Wee Wee. Hey, how about we don't name the character that? <laughs> Is that really her name, little Wee Wee? Grandma Wee Wee. Grandma Wee Wee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Is that one of the Indian names from Dancing with Wolves? That is just <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put that I in your book. Has to wee wee. But saying, you know, you were ta- commenting about Octavia Spencer being great, and they yeah. give her that line that there was that. This is another example of where they just write attitude, and they don't write anything funny to say. Just say words funnily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She has a tone yeah. of take voice. A, take a uh, rich man alcohol bath, boobadoo. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get. There's tone to it. You so said boobadoo, which actually was funny. Probably funnier so, yeah. than yeah. the line. She, she can list off the groceries with that sass, and you'd think yeah. she'd put him down like, yeah, green beans, broccoli, and, and <laughs> asparagus. asparagus. There you go. There, 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 take that. Oh <laughs> shit! She really put it to him. Zing. <laughs> Only <laughs> that's some sass, man. I also like the in the trailer. There's this little scene where she's sitting on the bed with the adorable little girl. And the little girl had drawn some pictures with crayons, and there were a couple of characters on there. And she just goes, is this tall, thin one me? And the little girl goes, no, and pointed at like a fat one. She's like, yeah, this isn't my favorite picture. <laughs> now, that was actually a funny moment. I thought that was cute. Uh, yeah, that is. That they actually cute. wrote that moment. Yeah. Yeah. The other one was just directed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Black or White yes. is, I saw this movie. What? Oh, oh my wow. God. Is this, believe it or not, well, is a December right. film that's, that was hoping, I think, for some Oscar love, didn't get any, but now is coming out into wide release. You got to see the great Kevin Costner in person. I did. He and and hear people ask stupid questions As to him because it was a Q&A. Oh, right. Exactly, because it's an actor <laughs> Q&A, so the questions were dumb. <laughs> Are you doing dances with wolves, too? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And who, what, who's casting that? And why is your nose different than your daughter's? Oh, yes. Why would you make a movie like this? <laughs> well, oh, who was asked that? That was actually asked in the Fury Q&A. The Fury. Why would you make this? Was the first question. There's been a lot of World War II movies. Why would you make this? You know, Paul and I... It's fucking Brad Pitt. Sit down. Paul and I recently went... We went to a question and answer thing for Lyle Lovett, and his audience asked really great questions. And at one point, Paul leaned over and said, this is not a room full of actors. I know. The musicians The musicians are really cool. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the yeah. story of Mystery Men, the Mystery Men panel? Were oh, you at I was that Comic Con? I was at there, yeah, in Chicago. Wow. Wizard, Wizard World. The most uncomfortable, worst QA I've ever heard, <laughs> bar none. Every single person, 12 deep, got up and had a smart ass. Why are you guys such assholes? Why would you do this to a comic book? What's your problem? Uh, how's it feel to sell out? Uh, how's it feel to not be funny? I mean, like yeah. every question, you're like, will somebody be next that has a real question? And I think it was, it was. Wow. This predated it was, YouTube. It was crazy. It predated YouTube, yeah. but I think it was l- showing you what was to come because the actors were on a screen via satellite doing oh, the Q and A. So they wow. were still safely in a different room, and they could uh-huh. say their stupid shit, and then uh-huh. go sit down and not have to face Ben Stiller directly. Oh, yeah. this wasn't said to them. In Correct. The room. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That's but important. They, that's important to mention. There was such but safety. That's, but <laughs> yeah. that it's not an excuse, bullshit. but I think it's just. It was for them. Yeah. Wow, that is absolute bullshit. Yeah. But they all seem sticky now. We went to that uh, that Comic Con in Anaheim. What's that called? WonderCon. Wonder WonderCon. And uh, I think it was the uh, oh, Del, there, right? the Guillermo del Toro Q and A. And everyone seemed to have kind of like a little joke they're going to give out before yeah. they give the question. Insider That's knowledge. They're all auditioning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. These are some no. brazen nerds. Yeah, yeah. It's gotten worse, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I've only well, been. No, once. we did. We did Comic Con year before last. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you guys did like a live show there, right? Uh huh. That's cool. Yeah, hundred people showed. I remember up. that. Yeah, it was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they were there yeah. early for yeah. Vampire Diaries. Three hundred seat theater. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. We had we had a lot of awesome guests. At, we had a good time, but it was like, 
oh, this, this we probably shouldn't do this again. Yeah. <laughs> Move 100 people to Hollywood. That's a huge success. That's a huge success. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They have to look yeah. for parking. But we were also and... like in the afternoon. And, you know, but really, that, fine, that, whole, that whole thing is one blinking object. I mean, you are competing with oh. blinking yeah. objects. Yeah. And yeah. that was the other thing. We, we didn't feel too bad about it because yeah. it was like... It be, every other person is walking around with a lightsaber and a lollipop, <laughs> and it's like it's like the World's Fair, <laughs> what it used to be, you know. Eighteen ninety three. Look, there's toilet paper. Holy shit, we don't have to die of anal infection. <laughs> and and now it's like, look, shit, I don't need. Woo! I grew up on this. Back when, you, back when you'd put on a shirt for the World Fair. <laughs> it's clean. Do they have that anymore? World's Fair? No, just county fairs and state fairs. Right? There was a World's one that was big in the 80s, I remember. That, that was like, there was all collectible glasses. And I still see them every once in a while. World's one in, Fair. Yeah, in in like Tennessee, anymore. somewhere in Tennessee, was like a huge World's Fair. And then I was like, oh, this must be a thing. And I never heard of one again. Hmm. Yeah. Why would you go to Tennessee to experience the world? Well, International I just alienated all of our Tennessee listeners. You know what? We've we've stopped talking about black or white already. <laughs> That's on purpose. Uh, you know, it, it, because I mean, we want to talk about something else. And here's something we haven't talked about yet because we were away for it. So let's talk about the Oscars. Oh. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Oh, and I was going to say, you yeah. got music for this? Yeah, oh, you do. Oscars, Oscars, yeah. Academy so. Awards. Uh, what did you, you guys make of the uh, nominations that came out? They uh, chose eight films. They could choose up to ten now, and they exactly. still only chose eight. And so, you, so Guardians of the Galaxy could go right there. Oh, yeah, so that, how does that work? So Yeah, it, that's a slap in the face is oh, what No, I want to know. So seriously, I want to know the math behind this. So you're allowed to choose up to ten, but you're only going to choose eight. But isn't it just a number of votes in the top ten and top eight go through, or how's this work? Let me give you a quick. Are you a voting member of the Academy, Mister? I'm not. Oh, no, okay. I wish. Like, yeah, but let me give you a quick history on that. A number of great movies have come along in the last fifteen years that have prompted changes in the way the Academy does business, only to, of course, not reward those movies. Like Beauty and the Beast was such a great movie, it was nominated for Best Picture, and they said we ought to have an animation category or whatever. And then uh, all these Pixar movies came out and they were great. And they said, okay, it's time to have the, the Academy Award animation, you know, category. So, and so that Shrek won. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. So Jimmy was Neutron nominated. was nominated. Yeah. So it's like, it's like it's what crazy. a waste of a category if you're nominating Jimmy in, Neutron. In 2008, one of the best reviewed movies was The Dark Knight. And everyone was shocked that I wasn't nominated for Best Picture. So then they said, well, well, let's do 10 movies now. So then the next year, you know, you had like District 9 nominated and stuff like that. And so... It's about think, DVD rentals, really. Yeah, they can't. Yeah. They can't. Uh, but how does that work? My question is: let's let's say the rule is this. Okay, there are a uh, hundred members of the Academy, right? And a movie has to get fifty nominations in order for it to make the cut. And then you can only pick eight of these, or you can only pick ten of these. I don't understand how you cannot have ten if you're allowed ten. I, I want to know what the math behind the selection of the nominations is. So do I. Oh, okay. So the answer <laughs> I also, is you know. I also want to get a read on the people that are doing the voting, because um, by the looks of a lot of these things, it's consistent that they're not the movies that everyone absolutely adores. No, it's the importies. It, it's the important it, movies of the year. Anything so, that was just entertaining, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, because I loved Gone Girl. I thought that was fantastic. Anything that served the purpose of the movie industry, entertainment, fuck it. Fuck yeah, it. exactly. Uh, not important. 
Oh, Gone sorry. Girl, not important. I thought Gone Girl was sorry. good. I don't know. Sorry, you're not as important as then, American Sniper. As a, of course, very important. <laughs> very important. The theory of everything. Yes, oh, deadly the disease. Very, yeah. Deadly disease. Absolutely. A big thinker. A Selma. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Very, very important. Now, the one I give huge credit to, and I've been bitching about this for weeks, because I said, if the Grand Budapest Hotel is not nominated for cinematography or production design, then what's the point of these awards whatsoever? It was nominated for like 12 things. I'm so happy because it is not an important film. Yeah. But right. it's a great film. It's just goofy as shit. <laughs> and it's goofy. Yeah. Paul, Paul's often said this. He can spout off all of the winners from like the 80s and 90s until the current and a number of those movies we've never seen oh out of oh. africa uh, when's oh, the last yeah. time we talked about the last emperor at right table? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah but 1987 we've talked about punch the bride we've talked about Lethal yeah. weapon we've talked about raising arizona we've talked yeah. about the untouchables oh, wall street none of those are important greatest. none no. of those are important no. uh raising arizona is so great oh <laughs> yes. i really love that but uh like uh i've seen out of africa um and it's is it witness good? <laughs> is, it, is it Breakfast Club good? No. Is it Color no. Purple good? No. No. It, and, and that's, that's true. That's all 1985 movies it lost. That's back when it was the movie with the most gravitas too. Like Out of Africa had enough patience to not be that excited to go anywhere. Uh. So therefore, that gets a little rewarded, you know. Yeah. It was like they, we really made a book uh, a movie. Yeah, you can feel yeah. the pages turning. You, yeah, that was what it was. It was like, well, we're rewarding them for patience. You're exactly right. That's a lot of but those. Then, but then the, you get 1997 and you get um, Titanic, which, speaking of, uh, like we were talking before we hit record, uh, movies being marketed to teenagers, that was just 13-year-old girls. Yeah. Right? And yeah. between the, you know, the age bracket, guy. 9 uh, and 13. Well, I don't know about that. I, He's I, a milt, a man <laughs> in love with, with Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. Oh, really? I yeah. saw it three times in the theater. Okay. Wept every single time. No. <laughs> well, uh, you know what? And to, It's okay. To He's a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> Trapped in the body. I, of a... I wept when I saw the movie, but I wept because I knew that really happened. I knew yeah. that 1,500 people well, went into the icy waters. Yeah. The the two and a half hours prior to that happening, I Bill went... Bill Paxton's story, you didn't really shed too many tears no, over. No, <laughs> I wasn't worried about and to that. To your point, though, I, I what really affected me or impacted me about that movie was the scale of the event and how well it was captured in film. Yeah. And there was a moment where... James really, Cameron style. Yeah, where, where the whole... The gravity of the situation really uh, came home to me, which was there's a moment where they're sending up flares for help, and the camera pulls oh, back, oh, yeah. and you see how futile this oh. tiny flare, barely <laughs> breaching the, the the height of the ship, and they're done for. And you yeah. and that's when the, the tears kind of start yeah. in that movie. You're right, and you know it's that's the reality. That yeah. was totally yeah. the what you could have made that. I I was like. You could have eliminated everything prior to this, <laughs> and if you were to show me the last forty-five minutes of the yeah. movie, the that would have tape. been Oscar-worthy, in my opinion. Yeah, without the all... running through the stairwell yeah. and no Billy Zane, Billy Zane yeah, shooting, please. and yeah, I didn't need that. Most no. things can lose Billy Zane and just be fine, right? <laughs> oh, come on, Tombstone. Yeah. All right, maybe not Tombstone. All right. not Tombstone. One redeemable moment, <laughs> but but uh, and the Phantom. Honestly, I'm sorry, I, I I suck in this way, but I'm just a huge superhero fan. So even the no, Phantom, I'm, like I'm, that's kind of a romp. I mean, I enjoy that. That is a okay. romp. Yeah, I'll give you a romp. Fairly give you film, but I'll give you a romp. <laughs> it's got Treat Williams in it. You love Treat Williams. Uh, another category I want to touch on real <laughs> quick. Actor in a leading role was an embarrassment of riches this year because Bradley Cooper, Steve Carell, Cumberbatch, yeah. Keaton, and Redmayne are all great nominations, and you leave out Gyllenhaal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great was great. In Nightcrawler. His character wasn't retarded enough. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and you leave out uh, David Oyelowo, 
who's great as Martin Luther King. Yeah. Performances of his career. Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. And historical. Bill Murray, St. Vincent. Right. Hey, the, the Bill Murray of the year was nominated, Michael Keaton. Okay. Right. That, that is a Bill Murray vote right there, I think. You know. They gave it to Keaton? All right. I would hope so. I'm right? kind of happy. I don't know. The... This Redmayne's taken a. He, I mean, he just won the SAG Award. He's yeah, but, and, and they split but, the Globes, comedy and drama. So he's making a run. Yeah. Wait, listen. Let me play you this. He, he, this was uh, Eddie Redmayne at the uh, uh, SAG Awards. Those people around the world living with ALS, to those who have lost their lives to this brutal disease. He dumped a bucket on his head. Craziest. Oh. Thing. oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are dumb in so many ways. I think ways. that would. I, <laughs> I'm so glad Didn't you're here. I, I think that wouldn't <laughs> help his chances. <laughs> but I know. love it. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, but he's well, still in the running somehow. I gotta yeah. say, I'm really happy with the actresses in a leading role because Reese Witherspoon is great and wild. Did she get nominated? Oh, yeah. yes. I thought that was cool. She and ain't gonna my get gr- it. Gone Girl got nominated. Rosamund Pike did but great. That's where that film was a lot. Who's going to get it? Julianne Moore, I can't, all I, over the place. I, I, That's I a just, shame. It's an, Im- yeah. it's an important... Yeah, yeah, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's. She's playing an important person. And Sorry, why aren't there, uh, why aren't there as Pike. many... Uh, as many actor and actress nominations as there are best film nominations. You should have one for every. <laughs> do you need another math explanation? I do. I need a lot of this mapped out for me. No, I disagree not... with that. We do not need to be bitching about eight actresses. Uh, <laughs> you know, not getting, uh, but yeah. you could have had seven actresses here. Yeah. I missed Jill and Hall and Yellow being involved. Well, they were you great. know the Nightcrawler. I'm finally a fan of his. I'll go watch anything else now. Exactly. I, I did not like him literally up until Nightcrawler. I thought yeah. he was a boring uh, whatever actor. I liked him as of Jarhead, but oh, okay. There was, see, but there's like seven or eight films before that. I didn't care. But I'm going to go back and watch Jarhead now. Prince of Persia. Great movie. Prince yeah, of oh Persia. God, horrible movie. That's the best one to make <laughs> fun the of. That's his, his stab <laughs> at Oof. bullshit, right? Like, he can make that stab at bullshit, like The Day After Tomorrow and oh. Prince of Persia. And it's like, I'm going to be just like those actors you hate. And yeah. he just, nobody was buying it. No. So he had to fall back down to indie stuff. You got to <laughs> you gotta just take the sir away from Ben Kingsley for that movie alone. He's just regular oh, Ben Kingsley yeah. now after Prince yeah. of Persia. <laughs> in yeah. species. They had a lot of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark alums in that movie. They had uh, Alfred Molina. They had oh. is John Reese. Oh, John Reese Davies. John Reese Davies. Was Paul Freeman in it? Paul ah, Freeman. <laughs> That's Paul what it is. Freeman. That's what Paul Freeman. Or the bad guy from uh, Last Crusade. He shows up in like Star Wars movies, I think. Uh, yeah, Who's and, and uh, Bond movies. Um, oh, that's right. Um, he does. Um, Walter Donovan. Uh, the actor's name is going. Oh, Gorley. oh Donovan. Gorley's going to kill you for yeah, knowing yeah. this. Right, give me a second. Gorley uh, would be oh, all over this. Wait a minute. Julian Glover. That's true. Julian Glover. I don't think that's right. Go. No, it is. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Right. That's that's the that's the guy, the turn guy in uh, Question Last Karen? Crusade. You were talking about the the German. Yeah. The the Donovan. Yeah, yeah. That's Julian Glover. Oh, yeah. Talking I mean, about movies that got snubbed that were important movies, Unbroken. Where did that go? Which yeah, one was that one? That Angelina was the one Jolie where movie. he held the thing above his head and he was, you know, so strong Hercules? of mind. <laughs> no. Moses. No hurt. Oh, no hurt. The, uh, <laughs> the Angelina Jolie Angelina War Angelina Jolie yeah. War Everything was important you about that. You know what? That, that was, that so was such a bald-faced stab for an Oscar. Uh, like, hey, it's based on history. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's it, right? But, it's based on history. But also Interstellar is gone. Oh, that's oh right. Yeah. right? Oh, those, yeah. those also very important. Didn't stand a chance. But look, <laughs> looking at these, is this the best Oscars you've ever seen? I mean, these, everything in here is really, really valid. Well, I'm happy to see Whiplash there. As you like, know. I mean, usually the best pictures, they, they, they nominate some things that are really kind of like, ugh, so these you know, are all really good. fire. No, you're right? right. These are all There's good. There's no passage to India right. here. There's not That's one right. passage to <laughs> India here. <laughs> <laughs> you're in some fire. <laughs> 
We're going to make a movie about running fast, but... We're going to do it in slow motion. <laughs> and you know what? They ran fast to get on a Brooklyn, and this time around yeah. they said, no, thank you. No, thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. We don't need that. Now, Chariots of Fire, we've said this before, but I'll say this because you're here. We love the, that, that that is the typical early 80s Oscar winner. Absolutely. And Have you seen it? It's British. It's no. pale-skinned people. Yeah. It's And it wins Best Picture. Over then, Raiders of the Lost Over Ark. Raiders. Yeah. And Reds. Yeah. And then yeah. never shows up in our lives ever again. No. It's never been on HBO. Nobody mentions it. It's not, it, nothing. It only Everyone's shows like, up in an improv scene when someone's running in slow motion. Yes, and they go, yeah. do, 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 do. That is literally the only yeah. place it lives is an improv scene. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, right. It's almost as old exactly a reference right. as Gate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Chariot right, so, Gate. Chariot all right, gate. that's, anyway, that is uh, uh, black or white. <laughs> so that's black, <laughs> that's black or white. <laughs> Wait a minute, Robert <laughs> Duvall played a judge? <laughs> Sorry. In what movie? What? That's crazy. Okay. Yes. By the way, good. by the way, in the in the directing category, it's funny you can you can focus on and some of these it's like uh because of Birdman, the the most directing was done in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everything Birdman's nominated for is like, well, the most acting was done in that movie. <laughs> yeah. The most, the most cinematography. cinematography. Yeah. The most cinematography. Yet part. the score was not nominated. It was disqualified from even being nominated because mm. it had shades of Actual music, music in there. Yeah, Did they nominate Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy for score? I mean, come on, that's one where you you do it. Know. Oh, but the one that pisses me off is know. the is costumes. There. You don't nominate Guardians of the Galaxy, but you do nominate Inherent Vice. They're wearing shirts in Inherent <laughs> Vice. It's yeah. shirts. Do you see the way they got? I mean, that is a that is a clingy T-shirt. <laughs> well, yeah, that is really clingy. How did they get it? They bell bottom at the end. It's, they do. It's crazy. I couldn't believe they did that. <laughs> your cinematography is Birdman. You do a really good Adam West, don't you? I can tell. Yeah. Do you do it in your spare time? You just try to do an Adam West. <laughs> I love I, it. Old chum. Old chum. <laughs> <laughs> so that's enough black or white. Okay. And it opens Friday, Paul. Yes. So we can still possibly prevent it. I mean, with that, I would say uh, there's a scene in the film where Costner's character drinking gets so bad that he gets completely drunk, flies to North Korea, and rapes Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Jesus Christ, that's crazy. Isn't it? I fear with a scene like that, Relativity Media is really setting itself up for a hack just like Sony. You know, if you can recall, the hack uh, nearly prevented the interview from coming out. I fear... The worst, if relativity, uh, you know, for relativity, if someone were to hack uh, port 22 of relativity's operating system, which is currently a Telnet port that uh, was inadvertently left open and could prove weak in the face of brute force password hacking. Hint, 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 hint. (laughs) That's interesting news. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's it for this week's movies then. So we're done? No, no, Adam, sorry. We do have another one to talk about, if you would help me. Uh, We also have opening this weekend, The Loft. And with a title like that, it's definitely still January. <laughs> Good try, Adam. Good try. I tried to get us out of this. Uh. Tired of liking the characters in your movies? <laughs> Judge Dredd, Cyclops, and Fake Bane rent an apartment to cheat on their wives. There. Am I done previewing this one? No, no. <laughs> All right. If you're a fan of ensembles of characters whose defining characteristic is a need to screw around on their wives, then you may be the only person for whom they made the loft. In a pact of secrecy, each man gets a key to the loft. But what would a terrible idea be without consequences? Okay, the housing bubble. But also the <laughs> loft, as our cast of charming sociopaths must include Bill Cosby because before they know it, there's a dead hooker to deal with. How did it happen? Who knows? Guess I'll have to ask the guy next to me on the plane who paid for the headphones. <laughs> there. Now it feels like we're done previewing this. Yeah. No, there, there's more. There's oh, more. come on. 
Five one percenters cheating on their wives who end up being framed for murder. Gosh, they all sound so wonderful. I just can't decide who to root for. Oh, by the way, I was being sarcastic. Well, root for the credits. Because the sooner the movie is over, the sooner you can get on with your life. Well, I hear the plot of Rich White Bricks the movie. It reminds me of a little game we used to play called... Premise solved in ten seconds! Wait, I think movie already did that. What the hell happened? This can't be real. Do you know who she is? Of course not. You gotta call the cops. But don't worry. Movie also knows how to unnecessarily complicate things just to keep the plot going. Thinking about our wife. There's a dead woman here, Vincent. Whew, that was close. For a second, I thought the movie was going to do something stupid like use logic. This movie comes from Joel Silver. So the producer of The Matrix and every action movie in the 80s now tries his hand at failures. <laughs> the film was abruptly pulled from a Labor Day release when a test audience watched it and realized that they had a January release on their hands. Yes, they did. That's the It's law. a keen audience. Oh, we're done. Yeah. Yes. yeah, we're done. We're done. Nice. We're done. Uh, nice. Nice. Uh, uh, I think we really knocked that out. Never seen a poster or anything. I asked... As the out. only woman in the room, other than Lee, who's a the fourteen year old girl, we found out earlier. Yes. I I just realized listening to that preview because you make everything so much clearer. Um, Did we cover everything for you, Karen? Yes, <laughs> and you. I just want to give you guys a little <laughs> advice because if you ever rent a loft to cheat on your wives or girlfriends, okay, okay, I'm okay, listening, not, I'm listening, right? I'm listening. And then someone dies, mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. could go to jail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Speaking as a wife. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'd be okay with the fact that you rented a place to fuck around, and if you turned that person in and didn't go to jail, I'd be much happier. Just saying. Hey, I honey. just want you to know I'd yeah. rather have you not in jail. I think that movie would still open in January. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? Their option was, oh shit, I fucked around, but we better go to jail. We don't want to go to jail. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's a difference between, honey, I have something to explain, and honey, I have a whole lot to explain. Yeah. <laughs> I just would rather have you not in jail. And so, but you would stick with a completely despicable human being. <laughs> well, I, I don't want him in He killed somebody, and have you that's seen the loft? bad. If he, can, if he has money for this thing, man, she's sticking around. Yeah, that's true. I'm that's just saying, I'm just going to wait till he dies 43 more years. <laughs> I'm just wondering if all of them killed her. I'm guessing the odds are only one scumbag killed her. Well, did they fuck her to death? I mean, is that what's... Is Remains that, to be seen. In the loft. No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, it happened, I guess. Oh, nice. In the preview, it's it great. Not. It's it's amazing because she had enough presence of mind as she was slowly bleeding to death, and she was tied up, but she had enough room to get blood and write a message. I would have just right started there. to write a description or something, phone numbers. She just wrote something in Latin. Uh, yeah, she wrote, like, I, I wrote it down here, Fatum nos iungabit or something. Yeah. She wrote it in blood on the on headboard the and then died. Oh, yeah. that's absurd. Did, did, would, <laughs> no, I don't think she I would have written six three brown hair. No, Jeremy's right. <laughs> He's still right. Which, which, why would you? I hate to, I hate to ruin, but I don't think it happened. I don't think that's what happened. You don't think she wrote it? You think the killer wrote yes, it? Yes, the killer clue? wrote it. Yes, See, as, nice. as, as a framing would... mechanism. Hold on, Jeremy has a question. <laughs> it's a January movie, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Solid point. Yeah. I understand. Who? Can't refute it. In the fuck? 
Jeremy's Green right. Lit it. We don't get any. <laughs> <laughs> no Marvel movies. And you know, Jeremy here. probably has a whole closet full of awesome scripts he's written, and he can't get anybody to put money behind oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's the one about the the loft with the. Oh. <laughs> there's the lift. <laughs> this is a favorite. This oh, is a, it takes lift. place in England. The same story. This yeah. is a video that Paul has on on the shelf here. The lift. Have you heard of the movie The Lift? No. This has the greatest catchphrase in the history of movies, right? Okay. Give and the lift. and the catchphrase for the lift is Paul. Take the stairs. Take the stairs. For, for God's, God's sake, sake, take the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I meant to pull a clip of that too, but I didn't. Oh, that Stairmaster sounds like a cool, like straight to video movie. Stairmaster. Oh, yeah. Stairmaster. Oh, yeah. Guy can control stairs. And, <laughs> and it's uh, the. Yeah. The guy you can only, control stairs. You only think you're going up. <laughs> In his previous life, he was an innocent carpenter. <laughs> and, and he's got. I picture it. It's got to be like one of those. It's a f- green face, but with those streaky things, like yes. uh, coming out on the movie poster. That's yeah. what I picture. Gariness emanating yeah, from his face. Exactly right. Now, don't tell anyone else about these stairs. Don't tell their wives about these stairs. <laughs> coming I, in January. I mean, I also things are about to escalate. I don't know a lot about like this movie because I hope I don't have to see it. But I have a feeling that if your husband is so good at being bad at stuff, like that, he rents a friggin' awesome loft, you probably kind of know he's sort of a dick, right? Well, he already looks like James Marsden. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how the setup, right. the setup in the preview is, hey, um, we should uh, rent this, you know, 25 thousand dollar a month loft because uh, hiding receipts is a real pain in the ass. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know how to check into a hotel room without leaving a paper trail. Why don't we spend 25 grand a month? You're uh, so bad at this. Problem solved. Uh, where's the lease? How do I sign that? How do I write checks for that? So wait a minute. So maybe the dorky friend is the one they put it under his name, right? <laughs> well, and also I think it's a deduction if they can list it as a rental. Uh, then they have aren't wait a minute. It's an investment property. You know too much about this. What do you mean? I'm just saying. Uh, mm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did you just jetpack out, jet out of the studio? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. Know, oh no, I'm landing. Didn't know there was an option. I would have done that. At- <laughs> I that last year. That's a first. Helmet down and <laughs> he found our ejector button. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. All right, well, let's wait too much about this. Yeah, no, that's yeah. too much. Yeah. I don't think so. I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm For sure God's uh, sakes, let's continue the previews. Uh, Listen, well, there's movie the news to movie talk is about, the right? Loofah. <laughs> loofah. Uh, Karen, the question. What yes. would we rather talk about? Yes. Karen, you have to have an opinion on the new Ghostbusters cast. Uh, Your favorite okay. movie of all time will now be having a new. A stunty casting thing. <laughs> New episode, okay. I as it were. I need clarification. <laughs> let, me, let, me, I, let me explain I, oh, for everybody. Yeah, I need clarification. Uh, wait, let's go back. Let's start over. Okay. Yeah, I was waiting for that cue. I was wondering like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ghostbusters reboot has been announced. It will be directed by Paul Feig, as I think we all knew for a while now. But we now know that the cast will include Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones. Karen! Uh, I just need clarification on what the word reboot means. They, As do I. They used the word reboot, and I want to hope in my brain of in my heart of hearts that it's like the idea of Star Trek being rebooted yeah, because that was take good. The basic elements. They're going to take the basic uh-huh. elements. They're going to fight ghosts. Okay, they're good. keeping that, and they're going to be funny, <laughs> right? And they're they're gonna be no, funny. it's a drama. <laughs> it's kind of like the be... hours. Did you see the hours? <laughs> that would be James really Ivory. interesting. <laughs> J- Paul Feig out. James Ivory in. <laughs> I'm okay with the casting because that doesn't really bother me. I think that it'll be neat to see 
um, Melissa McCarthy and I, I like Kristen Wiig and they seem to do no wrong. And the other two women I hear, I like start doing some stalking of them. Apparently they're up and coming and they have a couple of movies coming out where they just own it. The one chick is in the Chris Rock movie and she owns and she's it. In what is that called? Five. Top five? I wanted to say take five. Top know. five. So there's a lot How of potential. How does top five not come out in January? Just in the title alone. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I, I also think that it shouldn't be about the fact that there's women playing Ghostbusters. It still should be, I hope it's a really great Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so. Kate McKinnon is fabulous. I mean, yeah, she's a she's, runaway talent on SNL. The she's she's less, the new Kristen Wiig of good, okay. SNL. Really awesome. She instantly out of the gate, you go, I like her. Okay. And wow, more yeah. of that. There's yeah, some people that are great. made to be on Saturday Night Live, and Kristen mm-hmm. Wiig and Kate McKinnon are two of them. Perfect. Where you go, oh, of course she's on this show. And yeah. it's kind of, I <laughs> yeah, kind of am exactly. going to keep my distance from her because I want my first experience seeing her to be the Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Because that what way I won't have any preconceived well, notion. She's probably going to be the Egon. I mean, I'm assuming the black one is going to be the black one. Well, <laughs> is that racist? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it won. Maybe <laughs> one is racist. Oh, I did read something. <laughs> I did read something that I hope is not true. And I hope that Bill Murray... You guys are all stupid in many ways. Sorry. I hope that Bill Murray does not make a cameo as a different no, character. I don't think there are going to be any cameos. I, I thought you read Bill that? Murray had been uh, distancing himself from this. Yeah. Well, that's what I've been he hoping. He was from the original Well, that's why uh, they didn't idea. make one years ago. Right. because he wouldn't... Uh, they would have already yeah. made a Ghostbusters 3 years ago, right? But, but Bill Murray wouldn't come on board. Writing on the back of the success of Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm no, I know. It's I, not my I, favorite either. I know. When you bring a baby into a movie, and uh, please. Oh, by the way, I was See. being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> I had no time for Oscar. That just was gross. However, Ghostbusters 2 does fall into what I call the Superman 3 rule, which is at some point where you're like, I wish they'd made another Ghostbusters. They did. You just don't watch it. So you can kind of watch it and go, oh, yeah. look. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really yeah. don't. Watch get Ghostbusters. It is too, quotable. So yeah. When you're watching it, you go, "Oh, that's, that's fun. There's fun stuff." Yeah, oh, I bet the girls love you. I bet the guys do too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do it all or the time. Or when he goes, "Hairless cats, weird." <laughs> I, that's fun. Why am I drippings well, with the goo? goo. Yeah. Oh, you know. oh, here, here we go. Everything you are doing is wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> everything you're doing is wrong. Yeah. However, when in doubt, slime. Right, yeah. and that kind of got old. See, that that's really a classic old. sequel bullshit thing. Yeah. It's like, ooh, like people that. really liked slime. And giant things that come to life. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like so that. So let's either. do that again. That's and weird. why go back to New York? Bring them somewhere else. St. Yeah. Louis, yeah. Florida. Toronto, for Not Florida. For Not Florida. Toronto. <laughs> 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 Take them to the New Orleans where there's a bunch of ghosts and there's some yeah. sort of history, right? Although I. Schomburg. Schomburg. Take them to Burbank, to our place. Hamburg. Uh, <laughs> what uh, what I did like was, as a child, one of my fascinations was giant statues, and the Statue of Liberty is one of those things. So when yeah. they basically went, "Hey, we're going to drive the Statue of Liberty," I went, well, "That's pretty." You have cool. a fascination yeah. with giant statues. When I was a kid, I find that interesting. Have you it's seen odd, the Statue of it? David? It's pretty giant. I have actually. It's I've pretty seen amazing. It in person. Yeah. It's it's shocking. You come around the feet. corner. And you're like, holy and shit. And it's like, there's that thing I've seen my whole life, but wow. It's huge. You could just, it's massive. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the statue's big, too. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back to what? Everybody back to what? I always, back to top of show. I always envisioned it tabletop size. It's yeah, not tabletop? No. It's 15 feet tall. David. What? And the Mona Lisa like is like a stamp. Yeah. It's tiny. It's really, wow. really It's the opposite of what you think. What other giant statues are there? 
Well, there's that big one on the mountain in Brazil, right? That, uh, yes. That, oh, yeah. That, that the that Jesus one? or uh, <laughs> some sort of saint? Jesus? Is he, is he Jesus, not Rio. having it? What was oh, Rio, yeah. He's like, he's like whatever's, Wait, whatever. whatever's <laughs> these Jesus. <laughs> Um, they had for years on the way to Cincinnati, uh, they had what they called Touchdown Jesus. Did you ever he hear about Touchdown Jesus? <laughs> and this church no. built, it, it, they had a big pond uh, out in front <laughs> yeah. of the church, and it was a highway. You passed it on the highway. And a gigantic Jesus with his hands going up. And the, and, the, and it was about you know three or four stories tall with the with the hands. And they called him Touchdown Jesus. <laughs> and everybody That's would pose awesome. along the highway doing the YMCA with Jesus doing the Y. And they would do the MCA. I mean, it was just like a big joke. And then one day... So Perfect. Lightning struck it and it burnt to the ground. Touchdown Jesus got struck by lightning. Struck by lightning. Wow. It burnt to the ground. Touchdown Jesus out of. Oh, I don't know, but something flammable. <laughs> deal with the what? symbolism. I mean, this that's is an institution amazing. that exceeds in symbolism. Yeah. I mean, deal with that. And they ignore it. Wow. Well, that isn't part of what we think. So. Actual oh fire God. from God. Said I had enough of that. <laughs> Literally burn your Jesus down. I don't know what to make of that, but I'm just saying it sounds like there's oh, something going on. You know Hang what? on, give me a pen because I'm writing a Sean McGuppin song called oh. "Burn Your Jesus oh. Down." Oh. Holy shit! That's I got awesome. Can I take this? Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Burn. absolutely. Fucking What's burn kind of great Jesus about that, Adam? Is I think I believe Sean in the studio. Right I believe now. more in the fact that <laughs> God exists because He has a sense of humor enough to be like, you know what? Screw that statue <laughs> burn your jesus down that's gonna be amazing you're gonna come burn back and play jesus that for us down. Okay. that is awesome i'm so excited to hear a shut mcguppin song uh, we'll improvise when we get to the interview okay so. all right and that's the law hold on hold on paul <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 <laughs> it's not quite the law you have we, the floor we, uh, no no we, we forgot one major plot point there. what's that uh, well, in an international incident, the dead hooker that's in the bed is actually North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's mother. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. <laughs> that shakes up the story quite a bit. Well, you're Boy. telling me. Now, I'm surprised the North Korean hackers are letting this film get released at all. You'd think that by now they'd have taken advantage of the weak algorithm at Relativity's office. You know, that any quick TP TCP scan should be able to crack. <laughs> sure. I mean... Even a quick glance at their setup shows evidence of a secure shell service running the running on target, leaving a pretty easy doorway open, you know, for professional hackers. And of course, I wish relatively all uh, relatively all. Oh, the of course, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 I would yeah. hate for nothing to happen. Yeah. Oh, I would hate for the movie yeah. to not come yeah. out. Fortunate, oh, no, no, dude. The door. But we do have one more movie yes. to discuss. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ! Christ. It's called. It's called. It's called Project Almanac, yeah. and it's the latest found footage movie that There's makes us all wish people would get better at hiding all this footage. <laughs> Karen, let's talk about it. Oh, you even playing music for this one. I know. Tired of liking all the characters in your movie? Project Almanac represents the adaptation of the very latest book that producers could find that nobody had adapted. <laughs> A bunch of high school kids discover time travel. What, what could possibly go right? If you feel like you've seen a preview for this movie before, it's because you have. Back in January 2014 when it was called Welcome to Yesterday. Hmm. Now, that's right, it was made in 2013 with a scheduled release of February 2014, and, and now it's opening January 30th, 2015. <laughs> it really is a time travel movie. In Project Almanac, a bunch of high schoolers discover time travel. To reveal more about the plot would require learning more about the plot to a movie called Project Almanac. Done! And that's my time! Boom! Minute and a half! Woo! Pretty good. Well, well that's a record. It's a new record, a record for abbreviating a January release. So what else do you guys want to talk about? Um, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, pie? Um, okay. 
You know, that's good. By the way, uh, Jeremy had uh, the look on his face when we all said what could possibly go right, which is just something we do about every week. Because why not? Like a mob hit hit erupted. Like, what's happening? What do I do? Where do I go? It's natural. It's not an uncommon look in here. Because I'm really good at keeping my composure. I play it cool. And you were probably you were probably surprised that something was tight. You're like, holy shit, they nope. all did that together. No, I was just like, I'm just like, I'm in Catholic church for the first time. <laughs> I, and I, and I kneel. also with you, and also with you. I kneel, I kneel, I kneel. I'll kneel, give you a hug. Stand, kneel, bow, sit, stand, kneel, bow, sit, stand, uh, kneel, bow. I, I lost 20 pounds. Exactly. I converted and lost, found it's Jesus like, and lost 20 pounds. It's oh like when God. you remember the lyric to the song, but at the end of the sentence of the thing, right, in the so, Catholic thing, so, so, with you. <laughs> I was once at a communion and I, I don't do church really I've never really known how to do church my mom was raised in a Catholic church so she made sure we didn't know how to do church and I went to Paul's I think it was your church oh this was a wedding you oh, shit. in St. Louis I went to a wedding and I didn't want to just sit there when everybody was doing communion so I'm like I'm an actor I can fake this. Pretend to just love pretend God pretend I'll just go do this so I go up and I'm like trying to figure out uh, first of all, I was watching to Do see you shoot what. It like a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the blocking, and I got ah. an idea. What you go up and you don't touch the bread, and you let them put them on your tongue. Good. Karen I got did that. it three different times from three different angles. It was really weird. We're like, I, I did a close up and then a three quarter, and then I saw the blocking on the drinking. You know, he wipes the thing. Okay, but then there were lines. I did not. No one told me. That's Catholic. So I grew up Episcopalian. Lines. There wasn't all this banter that they had. Yeah. So I couldn't quite get the cue. I wasn't able sure what the line was. So I thought... You just knew you had to say and sing afterwards, right? right. <laughs> I'm an improviser. I know that we're in the church of God, whatever. I know things that are religious. Hey, the lightning strikes touching on Jesus. Who knows what to believe? What? Go ahead. Who knows? <laughs> so I get up there and the guy in the fancy dress, he does the, <laughs> the liquid and the, gives me the, the thing, the cracker. And then he says to liquid me... Liquid and a cracker. Again, she's not very religious, <laughs> if anybody missed that part. He gave me the liquid and the cracker. What was the cue? He gave the me the cue. I, I, I don't Take get, this liquid. This of, is my juice. Bread of Christ or something. He said something like that, and I knew it was my turn to speak, so I said, God bless you. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a catch-all. That'll cover that's everything. And he looked at me, and he said the right thing, all annoyed. I came up with this, and also with you or some shit. Oh, yeah. peace be with also you. With you. And, and something like you that. Well. And I then did you go, is that a Vera Wang? <laughs> <laughs> I totally should have. It was, it was pretty intense. Yeah, peace be with you and with you, and with you Father. And I said, God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, and, and I'm sure he went, well, I feel You know what I think r- really set him off was the finger guns <laughs> and the wink. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't need to end with, God bless you. It's so Elaine. It's so Elaine from Seinfeld. Yeah. It was the finger like guns. Like an 80s teen movie. <laughs> <laughs> I got this, Teach. He's going to fail. Teach. Oh, my God. Well, his sunglasses look like he's going to ace this. <laughs> you mean these sunglasses? I think I'll be oh. passing this to us. Oh, God, the oh 80s. God. I am wearing Sorry. Wayfarers. You're they, they handed them out in 1981. Yeah. <laughs> Here, you'll need to wear these. <laughs> well, it's pretty apparent you guys don't want to talk about Project Dolby. <laughs> mm, what was that one about again? Mm, it was about a bunch of kids that kids. discover time travel and are dicks about it. That's <laughs> Paul, it is a hot topic, and there is some controversy around the movie, though. What do you mean? Well, 
the first thing the kids do is they go back in time and they try to kill North Korean leader Kim Jong Il mm-hmm. to keep him from ever having a son who will inherit his position oh. and continue to keep his people subjugated. No shit. That's why <laughs> Paramount Pictures didn't know when to release it. Because they were scared. They were scared that some North Korean hackers might target Paramount's Nix machine and try and take control of root privileges using a buffer overflow. Mm-hmm. Right now, after the first of the year, Paramount's online security has some bug software that could be very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But they'd have to act right away before Friday's release date of Project Almanac. At least. Oh, okay, take it easy. Yeah, right. <laughs> right away. The February movies are just around the corner. And then we'll all hey, get Paul, back on hey, track. Hey, you know, I know we're all down on Project Almanac, but I discovered something uh, after watching the sneak preview of the movie. It actually contains a pretty detailed roadmap to creating your own Project Almanac time machine. You watched the preview? Yes. Wow. Yes. Really, Adam? Yeah, no, well, go with me on this. Okay, I was, but um, you've tried it out. Okay, okay. So I thought I would. Uh, I thought it would bring a lot to the segment if we tried it out here on the air. Oh, oh awesome. okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll work on some hashtags for this episode of the show while you guys go into the past and return 15 seconds later in this timeline to tell me what you've learned. Awesome. Excellent. Okay. okay. This is gonna be great. You have the thing to do. All right, here, here we, we go. go. Watch this. Hashtag fake Miles Teller, hashtag Doc Brown, hashtag Clock Tower, hashtag tits. And we're back. Wow, I just sat here. Yeah, that was neat. (laughs) How was it? How was it? Paul, you wouldn't believe what we learned about the past. Amazing, right? Hashtag exclusive, do tell. Well, Paul, I went back to 1800, a critical year in American foreign policy, and it turns out if you rinse your onion seeds in cold water before planting them, you'll yield a much sweeter onion. But if you'd rather have a bitter onion, you rinse them in hot water before you plant them. That's what you learned? Well, yeah, I did. I didn't know all that before, Paul. And Paul, I went back to 1965 to see the real events of the Selma March oh, wow. and to see the power of Martin Luther King. Oh, and what did you learn? Did you know that you can use real butter to treat both sunburns and grease burns? Uh, no. You know, it seems there's no end to what we can learn with this new technology because I traveled back to the signing of the Constitution in 1787. Whoa, what was it like to witness such a pivotal moment in history? Paul, thank you for asking because I was shocked, shocked to learn that the average rainfall for the United States was 3.6 inches per square mile that year and that was an increase of over 2% from the previous year. What? Wow. Wait, wait a minute, what is going on? Right, give me this amazing. machine of yours. What do we got? What? Oh, I see what you did. You put together... Project Farmer's Almanac. It's what he was talking about before. Now listen. I suggest we all go back in time and erase this terrible premise. (laughs) (laughs) We're back. Did anything funny happen? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) You know what's so great about that premise about time travel? Is that before we even got started, he foreshadowed the time travel. He went forward. Jeremy went to the forward. To, yeah, gave to us the, the farmer's almanac. <laughs> Jeremy's a time traveler. Yes! He already saw the premise, went back to the beginning of the show. <laughs> Burn him! Reference him! <laughs> Kill him! Quick, get in your jetpack. Warlock! Warlock! <laughs> oh, that was killing me. <laughs> oh. All right, speaking of our oh, guest, God, enough of me. that goofiness. We'll talk to him now. <laughs> One of the founding members of uh, Super Ego, a comedy group that is a podcast in its fourth season. It also appears as live shows around the country. You can find everything they're up to at GoSuperEgo.com. Jeremy Carter, everybody. Hey, go, go, Super Hello. Ego, go, go. Hi. 
go, go. Super ego, go, go. Thank you, yes. Hi. <laughs> the man with the golden gun theme, which I yeah. love. Yeah. Like Although it. it's new this season, but I think it's also from the same score, right? Uh, Matt has <laughs> been uh, drawing from Bond scores, uh, yeah. and I think it has been the man from the golden gun. Okay. Yes. Now that's friend of the show, Matt Gorley, former mm-hmm. guest of ours. And who else was involved in the podcast? Uh, Mark McConville and uh, Paul F. Tompkins. Ah. As of this Wonderful. season, the delightful Paul F. Tompkins. Now, you worked with him a bunch, and then you brought him into the fold, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We've been working with Paul. I think we met him in, like, 2009 or so 2010. So you were trying him out for about four years. Make sure he was funny. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to make sure yeah. he had the right The right stuff. stuff. Good. Chops. We call him Chops. Chops. Okay. I'm new. Chops. I didn't know. <laughs> that was a good call. Good call. Yeah. yeah. So we checked it out. So just gone to the future. See how funny. Yeah, I know. We were vetting him for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Now, how did the whole thing come about? You guys were you guys were improvisers. I mean, obviously, you're, you seem pretty masterful improvisers in the show. <laughs> well, thanks. Did you all meet? A lot of editing. Um, <laughs> we did actually. Editors. Yeah, we uh, we uh, all did comedy sports, well, except for Paul. But we all did comedy sports. He, went on, he did Mr. Show. I, yeah, I whatever. Speed. I, yeah, I, I, his uh, his uh, career is vague and fuzzy to me. I'm not sure what he. Uh, but we, uh, Mar- Matt and Mark and I all met through comedy sports. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, yeah, we Matt and I did this thing called Channel 101, where um, yeah, that's uh, Rob Schraub, Dan Harmon created yeah, that. Dan Harmon. And uh, we did these shorts, and we did that for a couple years, and then we spent too much money on it, and then uh, I went and got a divorce, and then uh, <laughs> came back and we went, let's do something else, something less expensive. And uh, so you got rid of the loft. <laughs> we got rid of the loft. <laughs> Had to get rid of the loft. That's what happened. And, it was too uh, expensive. And the all the dead hookers. <laughs> I'm sorry, except for the funny one. <laughs> You're so kind. Use the proper term. What was your involvement in Channel 101, and, and when did that start? Uh, it started like kind of when it began, I guess. In 1996, because I think that's when Dan Harmon came up with Channel 101. I th- they were the midnight movie uh, thing at I think it was. Is this I. the same o. guy I'm thinking of who was at Slam Dance promoting this way way back when? That's Dan. Yes. That I don't Dan know. Harmon and Rob Schraff have been... Uh, do, yeah, they've been doing... But the Channel 101, and n- uh, only when it went to like the internet did it really get like a, yeah, that's a when bigger they audience. Of, okay. So it might have started way back then because I know they were... I remember I remember Rob Schraff because I used to read Scud, Scud. The Disposable Assassin. Yeah, yeah. So I always kind of followed his career. It's a great comic book. It's about yeah. a, a disposable assassin who finds out that as soon as he kills someone, he tries to kill someone, fails, and when he finds out that he'll die, he has to then go and do assassinations to keep that guy alive in the hospital. <laughs> it's just, just a wonderful premise. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so I think uh, it started way back yeah. then, but it didn't really sort of take off as a, a pretty big entity in, you know, where people were going to show. Now it's in a huge theater downtown, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. We At first it was at Toy on Vine, which isn't there now, and then it That's went to we two shows. Yeah, we yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we saw, we did Toy, uh, Toy on Vine, and, and Matt and I had, first Matt did Buckle Up, and I was the villain, and he actually, because there was such a tight deadline of five minutes, yeah. uh, Matt sped me up. So and I thought one like, week yeah. to shoot it or something, or one a month, month to shoot month. it. Yeah, you had a month, which it sounds. Oh, a month, five yeah. minutes. <laughs> no, it's really not. What is easy. buckle up? What's the premise of that? Uh, Matt is a cowboy, and he has Rooster Boy, his sidekick, and this family is being tormented by a uh, big girl bucket, me. Uh, th- and they raise llamas, and so Matt just basically <laughs> rolls into town to help this family 
uh, and uh, Chris McKenzie's in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you Chris great Chris McKenzie. God, it just writes itself. <laughs> and uh, so it's, it's really very funny. And then we did, that one didn't get picked up. And the way shows get picked up on Channel 101 is the audience screens the shows, votes, and then that determines whether you come back and get another episode. Yeah, if you get renewed as a show. Because they're all right. pilots is the, right. is the kind of the joke of it. Everything's a pilot for a show. So Matt and I came up with this show called, um, uh, <laughs> wow, Ultra Force. There it is. Oh! And we did Ultra I've Force <laughs> in Lycra suits. Oh, that's good. Based on, have you ever I seen like Megaforce? Is oh, like yes. Battle of the, the Planets? The one, it's... Yeah. But Megaforce, that are you talking about that's the, G-Force. That's G-Force. G-Force. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you Megaforce, talking about the one no. that MST3K did? Probably with Barry Boswick and he wears the blue head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that is. And the flying motorcycle. (laughs) I hate to to tell you, I remember when I came on the theater. I saw it in the theater (laughs) and my mother went, That was the worst movie I've ever (laughs) seen. Your mother sounds just good taste. Yeah. 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 But to a kid, never the worst movie. Like like... Hawk the Slayer was just art to me. Dreamscape was was badass. (laughs) Hercules with Lou Ferrigno. Oh, my God. Although I did kind of know that was shit but uh i that, that movie was advertised on my treasure of the four crowns 3d glasses by the way just to wow. just to throw a movie reference out that somebody's gonna get wow <laughs> it said hercules on the side and then treasure of the four crowns i mean sorry hercules on the inside and treasure of the four crowns on the outside now but wait you, you, we mentioned on the air here already once because we came up with a song idea for shunt mcguppin uh-huh. now super ego has created this character Yes. Uh, and explain him real quick. Oh, Shunt McGuffin is like, <laughs> supposedly, he's supposed to have been a popular country music uh, persona in the 70s. And then, you know, the 80s happened, and so did cocaine and all kinds <laughs> of, and, and wives, and all kinds of, so he's this fallen country music legend. And he's just basically what I always <laughs> encountered growing up, which was uh, people that are not listening to you. That's that was life. That was um, just people like you. Really ought to try and you ought to try and go get a job with some good benefits. Yeah, I can't sit anywhere and and do anything. Well, you should get some good benefits in your job. And like the pastor at my church, I've told this story before, but the pastor at my church was always talking about uh, infidelity. And <laughs> interested in that constantly, <laughs> it was like every other week, and I'm like, as an eight year old, bored to tears because I'm in a two hour church service and going, this applies to me in no way. Well, then I find out when my mother, when I'm 20, I'm talking to my mom on the phone. And she goes, well, Pastor Ernie took off with another secretary. Uh, oh my god! And I went another. Another? <laughs> and, he goes, and she goes, yeah, he does this every couple years. <laughs> But it looks like this time he's really he's really gone for good this time. And I went, and it just all those sermons came back to me. Went, this man was airing his demons four times a week in front of thousands of people in this early mega church in the eighties. Oh God, fascinating. So anyway, Shunt McGuffin is just a guy who's just in Great his own name. world. Does he actually play guitar and sing his songs? Well, we have a clip. Oh, good. I want to hear it. him in the it. studio. And what's he doing here in this? Uh, this set, set up the clip for us, please, Well, <laughs> well uh, I don't know what they sent over. I just... Uh... <laughs> Perfect answer. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I know you got to get to the premiere, but go ahead and set uh, this up real quick. Yeah, I appreciate that. My helicopter's on the How roof. How come they never knew Gosh. on... I mean, this, I this is such a good reference here to every Carson Letterman, whatever... <laughs> 
the guest never knew. I don't know what they. How do you not know? And, like, and, right. And out? it's like you and mean you mean the one you've been traveling around with to every press yeah. junket it's you've the done only one for the last two weeks. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't know what they sent with you. Okay. It's the one they showed on Letterman and Leno. They're probably showing it on Conan. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Clip we'll from Casablanca for all I know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's hope it's my movie. <laughs> unless uh, unless it is an inside joke, they're just not delivering it very well. I don't it, it's, there's yeah. so many questions. Okay. So, this is Shunt McGuffin usually takes place in a, a, a studio with an engineer <laughs> and it's like, "Shunt, we're this is your last chance to record a Christmas album." Or, "Shunt, this is uh, we're going to do some commercials." And Shunt is inappropriate and <laughs> drugged out most of his life now he's on prescription meds so this is a studio session where he's recording spots this is for robertson steak knives okay robertson steak knives use it on a filet flank or a rump roast or maybe your wife no 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 robertson (laughs) steak knives when shit's going down in the parking lot. The, the feeling was good. But don't mention that knives can be used for murder. I think people know. Just remember that Robertson steak knives, baby, they won't let you down. That was terrific. Great. I told you, he warm. He gets warmed up yeah. and then he's great. <laughs> I, by the way, oh I'm an enormous Paul F. Tompkins fan, Jeez. and I'm down to studying the smallest nuances in what he does. He gets the best thing, and then he goes, don't mention it's used for murder. I think they know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's the thing. That, I think they know. I think they know. After, I was so happy, because after we we filmed the thing, that was the line that I kept going, oh I can't God. wait to see that, man. Because he, I think we know. And looks and looks at Mark McConville like, with, like you agree with me on this, yeah. don't you? I think we know. And it's oh, also so the double layer on that too is when you are arguing with someone who's of an artistic or whatever, you kind of seek out any tactic and you just go to the tactic of, well, that's kind of known and that's why we don't want you to yeah. say it. <laughs> it's just like because you don't want the ego to inflate yeah. or inflame, I guess. Really, I think we know. Uh, <laughs> I just picture him in sequins. I really see that. Shot McGuppin? Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm yeah. sure of it. Uh, I think at Polyester one point, and I had imagined him in an alligator jumpsuit. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I like, like him. Now, now, Shunt is, is someone you've done on the show for years, but now you guys just started doing actually, you started taking the, and shooting actual sketches with you guys yeah. all in costume and locations and stuff. Oh. Is, now, is that an old improv that you then redid, or did you just improvise there again? No, we just improvised oh, again wow. with uh, uh, Charlie Fonville and... Uh, Clint Trucks have Type 55 films, and they filmed that uh, the shunt sketch, and they also filmed this critic sketch, which I also really love. Is that the dinner? Yeah, the yeah. dinner critics. We're, we have a clip that? of that. Yes. Oh, oh, I, I did. They did. They send that one <laughs> they over. Too? I didn't know they sent that one over. Did they? Charred Chilean sea bass with mango bitlets. Did you check to see if it had its papers in order? Could you come in close? Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. I'm watching you. Even over there. He'll be back. You can't help but think this is the end, like you're riding a roller coaster in the movie My Life with Michael Keaton, where he's dying and he makes a videotape for his son. You missed his calling as a sex actor. Well, pretend you're Nicole Kidman, right? Done. You a big fan of Kiss? In. I can taste a little bit of my beard in this. 
That but strung <laughs> together it makes no sense. No one might say that's absurdist. It varies. I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Uh, Firesign Theater esque. If I could be a super comedy well, nerd, right? Yeah, yeah. we go. we do get that. We do we get that. Yeah. Uh, it's, damn it's fine. Very nice. From who? Damn fine thing <laughs> to be nice. compared to. You know, it's um, it's a hundred percent better than a Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> you know when they do that and you laugh because of the intonation and you know mm-hmm. they're supposed to be funny. Yeah. A joke has occurred. That's really my reaction. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yours is actually funny. I'll give so. it based on the timing and the rhythm joke. of the words, yeah. not the words themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Gathering a joke has been delivered. I get it. <laughs> you seem proud of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Guy Noir. Right? Yeah, and they all yeah, giggle yeah. and they're all excited. It's, it's 75 year olds giggling. Unbelievable. And then, oh, and then that funny. one guy does sound effects that I could do. Oh, the, he's Tom Keith, God rest his soul, he's actually passed. Aww. Was the worst sound effects guy. <laughs> oh, the door open. Creak. I'm like, really? Really? That's what, you're making a career out of this. Start the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what it sounded like when he died. Tom Keith dying. He's got a gun. Look out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We have fun here. I want to ask your favorite movie of all time, but before I do, because I was poking around the Super Ego website, gosuperego.com, it says that you have a story about getting drunk with Dave Grohl. Oh, yeah. Story worth telling? Because I I love Dave Grohl. I love Dave Grohl, too. Yeah. I think it's worth telling. Okay, yeah. I'm going to tell the story. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, so um, every since about 2007, I've gone back, and uh, Kansas City has this great improv festival, KCIF. And, uh, oh, my, with Jason Sudeikis. Does he yes, go back to the improv festival? Yeah, yeah. we do. Um, we go back, and we were a oh, part right. of a you, five-man group. You guys used group. to work with Jason Sudeikis, right? Yeah, I For did. Super I Ego. did comedy oh, sports okay. awesome. with yeah. Jason when he was like, I think he started when he was 18, 17 yeah. or 18. And then we were in, Jason and I, and... and Corey Rittmaster and Ed Goodman and Eric Davis were all in a group called Der Munkin Pickle. Yes. <laughs> of course. And we wanted, why wouldn't it be? We wanted, a, we wanted a sandwich in the lobby. Improv name. To be called Der Pumpernickel. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> still, I love it. Okay, so. That's not mine. It's Ed Goodman. So uh, we did. They brought us back. We had this sketch group for like a year. And then they bring us back for this improv festival. It was very fun. We'd always have a great time. And uh, one of the times we came back, uh, Super Ego was there. So Matt and Mark were with me. And uh, we were we were going to perform Friday night. And Jason was, I said, well, are you guys performing tonight? And Jason was like, no, we're going to go see the Foo Fighters. And I went, what time does the show start? <laughs> he goes, nine. What time do you go on? And I went, I think we go on at 10. And he goes, give me the phone. <laughs> He hangs up because you guys are going to be on at 7.30. So I was like, great, we'll meet you <laughs> at, the, at the Sprint Center down in downtown. And, uh, you know, it's a Foo Fighter concert. Woo! Awesome. Great. Singing along with everything. And then we go backstage and drink um, uh, Moonshine with Dave Grohl. Because Jason knows Dave Grohl. Uh, and of course. And we're drinking Moonshine. And it's Moonshine that he gets from Chris... I never pronounce his last name satisfactorily. Novoselic? Novoselic? Uh, yeah. Okay. The bass player from Nirvana. The bass player from Nirvana. He said this, he goes, yeah, Chris sends me this stuff. Um, it, uh, it's 
made by a guy that usually he used to make this to fuel his car. Found out how inefficient it was. Now it's a moonshine. So he drank that out of bowls and then went in the bathroom. And Jason and Dave shotgun beers and we hung out for a couple hours. And then Matt stole one of Dave's riffs bands that was just nothing but sweat. And he put it in his back pocket. And we're walking out. And he goes, "My butt is moist with Dave's girl sweat right now because I stole his wristband to give to you." And I was like, "Oh." Oh, that was sweet. So I hope Dave doesn't listen to this and go, I want my wristband back. He's a big, big uh, fan of the movie guys. So, God, one of the last yeah. great rock stars. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. I mean, like, I remember when he was on Dennis Miller Live before Dennis Miller became this like Republican. Yeah. Well, uh, how did that happen? Has it always yeah, been? No. That was changed. Weird. He's my favorite, one of my favorite stand ups of all time. Me too. Everyone remains so. But lately, I, I, I don't quite get into it as much. But when he had that HBO show, it was great. And he had Dave Grohl on. And I remember when he was done with the interview, he said, thanks for coming on here. You got a lot of Neil Young in you. Now, that was a great compliment. Mm. You know, yeah. And pretty accurate, too, because there's Dave in the flannel and jeans, you know, yeah, <laughs> and just yeah, not yeah. giving a shit about anything. I thought that was a great uh, yeah. way to sum him up. Did yeah. you guys make him laugh? Oh, yeah. Well, Dave's funny. And cool. it, I mean, it was great. Yeah, we That's had cool. a blast. He's done Muppets videos and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> well, even, uh, oh, what's the, the, the first video, the first Foo video? Jesus. Have you been drinking that moonshine? I was, yeah, I was drinking my own urine because I think I swallowed a. Are you sure we're going to have another take on that one? Man of war. Are we? Can everybody back to one? Um, was the uh, was the, let's talk about it? And it was like a Mentos yeah, commercial, yeah, yeah. and he has this big urine. me, big big me, big yeah. Me, yeah. And I was like, oh, that, that guy does not take himself seriously. Yeah, oh, awesome. absolutely, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, those were Perfect. funny. Yeah. So that was the Dave Grohl. Was that worth telling? That was yeah, cool. Uh, okay. I'm still picturing totally. that moonshine. You guys should have tried to set that shit on fire. That would uh, have been explosive. We did uh, later. Our, we turned our penises into Kuwaiti oil fields during <laughs> Operation Desert Storm. That would be when you'd need a blowjob to get that out. Exactly. Correct. Wait, did we say that before we started recording? I don't know. Did we <laughs> Is that a reference from earlier? No, the beginning of the show. Okay. So that... that Kuwaiti oil fields. That reminds me. What's your favorite movie of all time? <laughs> Werner Herzog's The Kuwaiti Oil Fires. Coincidentally. <laughs> Fitzcarraldo. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Very you. nice. Um, uh, Ra- Raiders of the Lost oh, I love right. it. Love you. Yes. I mean... Uh, I, Let's get into it. Okay. Well, I what mean... What is so great about that movie? Because I could go on and on. I want to hear what you... Here's the deal. Okay. As Paul and a, I share that as a favorite movie. It, yes, it's, and Paul Osborne it's, and Justin Bowler. It's it's many folks have come in oh here yeah. and said that. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's wonderful. It it starts off immediately hitting you in the face with wow. Like first, there's the mystery of okay, who's the guy in the forest walking along, and then storytelling. Yeah, and then I mean, it's it seems really dramatic, but it's a very simple. He steps out of the shadow. Yeah. And it, and it's not it, in an over-the-top, you know, it just feels that way, but it's and, not. And yet, it's still pure pulp. Oh, yeah. Without going cheese. Absolutely. It, that movie rides that line all over the place, you know, and a lot of people really care. <clears throat> and that's the other thing, too, about that movie is you know they're doing a, a B-movie throwback serial, but, the and I think this is... Um, True only of Raiders and not of any of the sequels. They really try, they're really not, 
usually the term acting is used in a derogatory sense, but they're really dramatic. As in best actor? Yeah, very derogatory. Yeah, they're really... They're, Dick. They're, no, just in a, oh, he's acting all over the place, yeah. and I don't mean that. They're That's really another one of those things. There's, there's nominees are the most acting. Some of those are the most exactly. acting, and some of them are the best <laughs> right, acting. Right, right, exactly right. And in Raiders of the Lost Ark, it feels like they're really trying to ground it because they know how kind of ungrounded the material is right i mean you're you're finding the ark of the covenant and then god's gonna pop out of a box and Ford <laughs> did that his whole career and continues to he's master under player yeah i mean richard kimball could have been oh, yeah. so showy he's underplays shit out of that whole part yeah great. and he's really great and uh also for that movie um should have happened to real drug companies yeah, this guy <laughs> yeah. fucked everybody so he could make this shit drug that's gonna really gonna hurt you. And oh, in like, movies we get to enjoy all that, but only yeah. in the movies. Now, whatever, only movies do we get him as president too. Oh, well, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but so it's grounded in in the actors' performances, which I don't think they did in any of the other. Indiana Jones movies. No. They clearly, by the second, third movie, forgot the movie they made in the first one. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. They, they, they focused on the, oh, it's a B movie. And it's like, well, yeah, but it's a B movie with, re you you put some weight into it. You put some gravitas. Yeah, that is an interesting sort of three three uses of the knife for George Lucas and Steven Spielberg is that Raiders, yes, they were making a cheesy cereal, whatever, but then just imbued, much, much like, you know, The Godfather is just a mob movie, but you can make this type of it. Or, right, and, right. You know, Star Wars was, I mean, sci-fi movies were just shit at that time. Yeah. And, you know, and you, you can imbue it with all it this was, sort of stuff. But it Lucas was, maintained tone throughout those three. Well, the, the Jedi kind of went off course a little bit, but mainly kept the tone at least through Empire. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know how he, he couldn't keep that tone throughout the Raiders films. And yet, yeah. you know, something like Temple of Doom, which is much maligned, you, you that still is much like Phantom Menace still is the Saturday afternoon serial thing but you see all the sides of that Rubik's Cube that you can use you know Phantom Menace is one side of of, of really kind of what he was trying to do with Star Wars uh, obviously there's that just shouldn't even be discussed really but you know, you know <laughs> yeah. but anyway. no I know what you're saying though it's like Phantom Menace is, is the thing about Star Wars that was so great was this place looks beat up dirty and lived in and then you get Phantom Menace where it's like, oh, well, it's the gold LeMay pants and the yeah. Buck Rogers TV show. For yeah. fuck's sake, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I don't want to see this. It's Nobody all very wins. clean and shiny. Yeah, it's it really too much. Was. It doesn't mm -hmm. look like the same reality mm -hmm. other than, well, there's a lightsaber and that looks kind of similar. But yeah, it doesn't fit. Well, but yeah, Temple of Doom is still a spooky scarehouse uh, Saturday afternoon serial. But it's just it's not the one we, we wanted. We like the serial from the first one. Right, there's not the gravitas to it. It's essentially this. It went from we're making movies, and by the time Temple of Doom got there, it was we're in Hollywood. Yeah. Like Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, ah, wrote yes. a screenplay and is making movies. By the time Rocky Three got there, he's had a bunch of work done. Hollywood. Yeah. Success is shit for art. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Star Wars is a, well, definitely in that in that arena, unproven George Lucas, even though he'd proven successful. Godfather is an unproven Francis Ford Coppola. Mm -hmm. Jaws is an unproven Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. And I would say Raiders, one of the great things about Raiders that people don't realize is in context, that was failure Steven Spielberg again because he just made 1941. Exactly. And, he, and, and, and in those days... He was proving himself. There was again. no real... Wonderkin didn't last that long. It was like, ooh, maybe it's the Wonderkin. Oh, I made 1941. Fuck him. You yeah. know, and so he's like, he had to prove it, and they give him a limited budget because he'd already he'd failed, failed, failed with 1941. So we got we got uh, uh, Virgin Spielberg twice with Jaws and Raiders. Yes, and then you know he had to restart his career in essence. Yeah. I mean, to some extent. 
And uh, I think that's why this got real serious, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, I love that movie. I mean, there's nothing about too. that movie that fails. Great score, uh-huh. great effects, great stunts, great locations, actual locations, actual not locations. not you know studios. I mean, here and there, but mostly they're out in the desert, like you said, and it pays. The the, the great vistas and apparently Douglas Slocum, who shot it, I think, uh, not using a. a not a light lens meter. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't have a light meter yeah. even. He just, uh, you know, it's crazy. And the movie is uh, full of top men. <laughs> what kind Who? of men? Top men. <laughs> Fools. All right, let's get from the greatest Didn't movie of all time. Didn't you guys go to Sunday school? <laughs> <laughs> get from the greatest movie of what? all time too. What did you see this week? What did you see this week? I would like to start. Yes. Feel free. I'm gonna, what I, was on TBS? I, Bart, a lot tell was us. on TBS. Tell us what was on um, TBS. And I do want to uh, go on the record as saying that I think Premium Rush, starring J- Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, is actually a good movie. Hey, now, I my first it. review of it was a result of a, a plane ride, so you're always a little, you know, influenced yeah, by yeah. you know the altitude there. Um, but I saw it on <laughs> TBS, uh, and it's really a, a tidy little movie. I like the way it's done. It's a, I like the, the story. He's a great actor. I'm sorry, the other actor's name from Shelter. Oh, uh, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon is a great actor in it. Um, and, and the way they use some time Zod. shifting and tell the story and do some of the, the effects, it's really kind of a clever movie. But the other thing I want to talk about... He's a bike messenger, and yes. he's very dreamy looking. And even I, a man, would fall in he love with him. He glistens for <laughs> most the plot, of the movie. Right? Yes. Joseph gordon <laughs> His forearms are glistening most of the time. So, yes. Uh, but the thing I want to talk to Paul about is I saw Life Itself. Ah, that is. There's that another one? major uh, snub from the yeah. Oscars, by the way. That that's that the Roger Ebert. Roger uh, Ebert, oh, Roger which I haven't oh, seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you saw Life no, Itself. I wish oh, I did. Oh, I thought you had mentioned that. That's why I brought it up. Um, it was on CNN. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I did, I did catch a, a couple of things about that movie. One, it's a very clever storytelling uh, method. They use a very clever uh, method of storytelling where it's because Roger can't speak, so a lot of the the discourse between the filmmaker and Roger was done via email. And so they they'll bring those those questions up on screen, and it's just a very interesting visual engagement because it's just you know a documentary otherwise. Uh, but I will warn viewers that uh, you might not realize what you're looking at at first when you're looking at Roger Ebert, mm-hmm. and I I don't think this is a spoiler, so uh, if it is, you'll edit it out later. But he has no lower jaw, so oh. but he has a lower chin. So there's a moment or two where you're watching and he's, what you're talking about. he has this kind of like this jaw and at the bottom of his mouth is open and you're seeing something inside of his mouth. It's this white something. And what it is is it's the, the bandage around his neck because you are seeing through his mouth to the back of his neck. There's none of this. It's just, it's just oh. empty. Cancer just fucked him up. So he just has like a horseshoe of a mouth. And it's not graphic or gross, but when you first realize what it is you're looking at, it is very jarring wow. and unsettling. Because when he moves around, it jiggles like yes. a Muppet. Mm-hmm. It just like a weird oh, Muppet yeah. fake jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but it's a really good movie. Very and when he lost his ability to speak, man, his writing became just en fuego. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, his, his, his blog was beyond movies. It became all this social comment and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just... He took advantage of every way to communicate that you know since he lost his voice. I often talk about being born at exactly, precisely, to the day, at the right time to enjoy Star Wars, Raiders of the Lost Ark, all these things. But also, man, growing up, Cisco and Ebert, yeah, man. That's oh, probably why half of us are in this room right now. Those guys talking about movies was the best. <laughs> Can I get a theme of that out of you, Jeremy? Oh, shit. Burr, 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 bur
or the balcony is closed. There you go. Regulations. And, and they hated each other. Boy, they really <laughs> never got along. Uh, no, uh, there, there's some really great behind-the-scenes type uh, uh, evaluation. They talked to Gene's widow. and <laughs> Yeah, there's some... I highly recommend this. Yeah, I, I wonder how they... Who who determined or convinced them to continue to work together even though they hate each other? Like someone said, it's gold that you hate each mm. other. You cannot not work. Because if you really hate somebody, you're like, I just don't want to do the show <laughs> yeah. anymore. It's but like every you do it anyway, and up. it's gold. Gotta I mean, be love they, still. They do talk yeah. about that. They do talk about how they were able to keep the I want to see that. the show going. I won't give it away. But there is there's a very interesting dynamic between the two of them that I didn't quite understand existed. There is a a a balance of power that is clearly on one side of the scale and not the other. And and, and yeah, it's very fascinating to learn. So I'll let you do that as you watch. And that would movie. be okay. the Tribune columnist, right? <laughs> would have the more power of the two than the Sun Times. The Producers Guild Awards just went to Birdman, and then they also went to Best Animated Lego Movie and Best Documentary Life Itself, both snubbed by the Oscars. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, interesting. But that's Steve James who made Hoop Dreams. Now, okay. I, I'm, I'm. It's interesting that anything, usually anything that celebrates movies or the history of movies, the Oscars is sure to hit. You know, I mean, the artist, obviously, the hugest example. Yeah. But that's very surprising that they would leave out uh, uh, Roger Ebert because that's like, yeah. you know, yeah. movies itself. <laughs> I saw, yeah. speaking of, well, I hate to go the other direction, honey, but I saw The Boy Next Door with Jennifer Lopez. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. Why, Paul? J-Lo. It was free. Is it good boner fodder? <laughs> but still. <laughs> He, Can you, believe you know this what? Guy? It is good boner fodder. I didn't is see it, it but he, here are two things fodder. he said when he came home. He's boner He's like, fodder. it wasn't really the movie you thought it was going to be because I don't know. You think? Wait a minute. Gonna, not in I'm a good way. I'm supposed to say that. Yes. Can I say that? Well, not you, the you movie just, I thought it was. You kind of explained it to me, and I'm okay. like, oh, I didn't see that coming. This doesn't and look then like a he said, but she was gorgeous. <gasps> it's true. Yeah. Some of the she best body devils in the business. Might have been a wig, but she. No, because you know those shots that look that way, they pan up, and there's her face. You know, digitally added to the Have you seen Forrest Gump? Have you seen Forrest Gump? Just like Lieutenant Dan did not have fake eyes. Just like Birdman was all one take. But I saw this at the Lower Light at Universal with a bunch of Universal Studios, Hollywood employees. The sound was all fucked up. Isn't that the worst? That theater? Oh, down in the, the screening room? Yeah. Oh, it was loud. Yeah, yeah. It's always very loud. Oh. But these <laughs> guys were just laughing. I mean, they're, if these guys who, you know, are laughing at your movie, that's not a good sign. Uh. <laughs> these guys, there was, there was some, a lot of hack work going on. Yeah, they would just laugh at how boneheaded the movie is. And it all becomes this, this you know, life and death thriller at the end in a barn on fire and the whole, I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> you know, it's what starts as like, ooh, a heady thriller becomes just uh. like, this movie could have starred... Judith Light and Richard Grieco in 1993. <laughs> nice. And could have played at 8 have, o'clock at night yeah. on CBS. Instead, we have Ryan Guzman and Jennifer Lopez. And, anyway, they so don't have, bother. and they would have done the exact same plot week to week, and it would have been <laughs> oh, absolutely, yes. yeah. the Scarecrow and Mrs. Guzman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Paul and I were on a cruise ship last week, so we uh, in, they play movies continually in your cabin, and so you could come and go and just turn them on. And so I saw bits and pieces of Get On Up, James Brown story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I don't know how I timed it this way because every time I turned on the TV, it was a different time of day. But I kept seeing the scene where he just talks to this pretty blonde girl about her taking a shit in his bathroom. 
What? And he's holding a fucking gun, and he's like, "You got to do what you got to do. What makes you, wait? What is that? You got to do right what by by you. You got to take your shit. You got to do right by you." James Brown always did right by himself, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" So, um, the movie is very strange. It's very strange. But Chadwick Boseman is so good. He's James really Brown. good. The Black Panther. Yeah, he's so a Black Panther. Oh yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm either seeing the scene where he's got a gun and he's talking to that lady about her pooping. A lot of scenes are with him <laughs> holding a gun. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's either that. It is the James scene. Brown stories. He's holding the gun most of the you gotta time. You got to be good to yourself. I, it's either that scene or it's Octavia Hudson or Octavia Spencer. 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 Sitting at his bed, telling him you're gonna make something of yourself. You oh. don't. You're not like these are the boys. Sassing it up. Sassing it up. And I'm like, oh, I would. Listen. I'm gonna put that on That's like sad. one of those little things you listen to as you go to sleep. <laughs> She's like, you are not like other people. You should. You should get like, like a, a, a statue of her and put it behind glass and it says, in case of lo- lack of inspiration, break glass. Break like glass. get Octavia Spencer <laughs> out here to inspire you. I'm afraid I would just need Octavia Spencer with me at all times. Exactly. Because <laughs> I am constant. Before an audition, I, you go in there. Uh, oh. They have not seen anything like you right. before. Yeah. I am the. Oh, Archprince of, yeah. oh, I'm just gonna go crawl up into a fatal position. She'd be like, "That is not what God put you here." No, mm, it'd be no. so great Tell going to audition. Like, uh, thank you for uh, inviting me to do the Taco Bell audition. I believe you know Octavia Spencer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you, do. Mm-hmm. you should watch this boy. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good take. I don't think you need him to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Come on, my portable Octavia Spencer. Oh, fuck. Come yeah. on, hold my purse. Uh, go. Adam, you got anything you saw real quick? Uh, well, I saw a great double feature. As I've said before, a lot of theaters have this deal, and I don't know if you know, Uh-oh. but if you pay for one movie, <laughs> you can just walk into another theater, and, and it's, it's usually two for one. Slow down. So <laughs> what you're telling me is... Here, write it next to your you. note. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Ma- Adam, right, map so. this out for him. Draw it okay. out so he understands. But, but... There's a theater. Okay, so here you go. <laughs> okay. And, and, and the ones you want to go to, like, you want to go to the Grove because you want to go to the one... See, there's a mm-hmm. central hallway like mm-hmm. this, and then all the theaters go like this. Uh-huh. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And there's only people yeah. watching there and there. Uh-huh. This is okay. the Grove I just mapped out okay. there. Okay, right. And then refreshments mm-hmm. are there. But that's too much to deal <laughs> Bathroom here and here. But exit the hardest here. one to sneak, uh, obviously the main lobby of the. Uh, so this is a coupon. This isn't a coupon that we're. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Sneak. Did I use the word sneak? I meant. Uh, I meant. Uh, you know. Uh, sneak the magic. Group on. Uh, Go on. Some Group people on. have a tougher bargain than others. A, a sneak on. A sneak on. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Uh, the Sundance Five on uh, Sunset is uh, one of those because they can see all of the theaters. Oh. However, masterful as I am yes. and is seasoned doing this. I was able to get two movies out of it. Oh. So I paid for Whiplash. Sure. And that's the great thing, too. You get the stiff one. You're like, I'm not giving Foxcatcher money. I'll give Whiplash money. You know, you figure out which one you're going to yeah. get your box office dollar That's from. like when you go to see your friends at an uh, open mic or something. They ask you who they're, you're there to see. Yeah. Just give them your real friend's name. Wh- <laughs> I'm here for Whiplash. <laughs> and uh, Paul, and, Paul and I discussed a couple months ago, what's the worst double feature? Uh-oh. Rares of the Lost Ark. Followed by... Oh, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Exactly. Yeah, because you could see how terrible inferior double feature. it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, terrible double feature, Whiplash and Foxcatcher. And oh. here's why. Okay. Both are about someone trying to achieve something, a sport and a goal, and try and become good at it. And they have a mentor <laughs> figure. Uh, and then they either achieve that or don't achieve that or whatever. But Whiplash is this masterful, uh, masterful in how it uses... Um, how those those two characters, J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller, uh-huh. go back and forth, and how he needs something from J.K. He needs acknowledgement from J.K. Mm-hmm. Simmons. J.K. Simmons knows that and uses that. 
and how these two battle it out. They just they duke it out. It's Rocky without a a, a, a fist thrown. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and the ending, I won't tell you the ending, but it's it is a masterpiece of fuck you, no fuck you, and they basically yeah, and, and it's and it just. The way everything, I don't want to blow anything, but you know, it's about drumming. I don't drum. None of us drum. And yet, you this pursuit is in this movie. Well, Paul drums. Paul drums. <laughs> yeah, I drum. uh, but, you know, th- this this pursuit of side. excellence and, and all Bag this. Of so, anyway, meanwhile, this thing is. Uh, that makes you a drummer. Did somebody bring I in drum. a bag of drum, drumsticks? <laughs> So this thing is masterful in in the way it uh, it it, it, stru- it structures the needs of people and it, and it really strings you along without a whole lot happening in a way. So cut to Foxcatcher. Yeah. This is the most labored piece of shit. <laughs> I really hated Foxcatcher. I mean, yeah. I get that it's a movie and like okay, points. <laughs> I get what you're trying to do. I get what you're trying to do, but you know, life also did that. And if you can't bring a whole lot more to it than life did. You know, that, they're I mean, just capturing life. They're just capturing life. Yeah. Not good enough. Ah! Maybe. You know? You know or not, not after whiplash. Or not capturing it well. Yeah. yeah. And it's the opposite energy. So, yeah, I'm, all right, maybe it was unfair, whatever, but I just thought Foxcatcher was just a blah movie. I was like, ugh, could you guys stand around more? Like, everything's got a long labored silence. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's which is a like scene. like the point, I guess. There's a whatever. scene like, and get on up, where he's just standing there with a gun, Don't talking take a crazy, shit. saying, Did you take a shit? <laughs> take a shit, man. <laughs> And gotta, I mean, gotta make weight for the wrestling meet. Take a John, dump. Take John, a dump. Dupont, John Dupont got to take it himself. <laughs> John Dupont, I got you. <laughs> John Dupont. Also, so black hat. Anyway, moving on. All right. So, <laughs> if we're gonna move on, let's move on to what we call the grand Jeremy, finale did you see anything? or finale. Uh, I saw Dame Edna last night, but that yeah, was I saw good. a live show. <laughs> a live show. It was great. Uh, yeah. Okay. So these coupons. <laughs> She's pretty sassy. It's time for Karen's birthdays, everybody. <laughs> So let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Rosamund Pike, who turns 36 but can play anywhere from Bond Girl from Die Another Day Ah. to Gone Girl. For some reason, I don't really remember her from movies before Gone Girl. Like, I saw her in The World's End. Paul told me I saw her in it. I don't remember that. And uh, also, I think I was looking at her IMDb. She was in that bird movie with Steve Martin, Jack Black, and Owen Wilson called oh. The Big Year. Oh, I did a promo for that. Did you really? see it? I, do, I did a Blu-ray pl- promo <laughs> for that movie. What did you do? Because none of us saw it. I didn't see the movie. No. I just, they just, we went up like north of Valencia to some park and uh-huh. filmed a bunch of stuff and a lot of it's improvised. So anyway, oh that's my the God. only connection I have to that. Yeah, well, none of us saw it either, which is weird because with that cast, normally I would run to the theaters oh, if sure. something with Steve Martin... Anyways, also unceremoniously dumped, I believe, in I, January. I, I did, did we even have a show back then? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I loved her so much in Gone Girl that I have to say that that's one of the examples opposite where you normally you read the book and then you go see the movie and you get all disappointed. This is one of those examples where I saw the movie and I loved it so much that Paul got me the book for Christmas. I can't put it down. Nice. It's so great. And it's perfectly cast. Rosamund Pike is perfectly cast because I saw pictures of her whenever I was doing this. And she's cute and perky, but in the movie, she's perfect. She's blonde and put together and Prada and uh, gorgeous. And then as she gets more nuts, she starts to look a little more mousy-haired and gains weight, is a little more bizarre. And, oh my God, she's just perfectly cast. So Rosamund, she comes from a performing background with both of her parents are professional opera singers. So I thought that she could be the person we listened to singing this week. But I like you guys too much, so I chose not to do that. (laughs) She did not get the singing gene. Mm. 
<clears throat> Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Oprah Winfrey, who turned 60 but can play anywhere from being born a poor black child to Oscar winner. Actually, it's the law that we have to wish Oprah a happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Oprah. Everybody, yeah, you're right. happy birthday, Oprah. In 2012, she won the Jean Herschelot. Uh, is that how you say it? Herschelt. Herschelt. Humanitarian Herschelot Award. And yes, she just looked under her seat, and there it was, an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> hey! That's the way I would do it if and I were the Herschelot. And you get an Oscar. And you get an Oscar. <laughs> uh, we all know Oprah's work. They were and handing them out that day. <laughs> they were. She can watch. Shut Oscar? up. Well, because she color didn't purple. win it for the color purple, she got an Another Oscar great nominee, work in TV. and she got. Love it. Next. She <laughs> also has produced some great movies, and a matter of fact, Selma, which is up for best motion picture for this year, that is so a great film. that's a big deal. But what other movies has Oprah been involved in? Play a little game. She got in a big Toni Morrison phase, and no. I bet there were some bad adaptations of Toni Morrison. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Oh, yes. No, All right, <laughs> we're going to play a little game where I name a movie, and you tell me. It's very simple. You tell me whether or not Oprah was involved in any way. So All we right. can talk ah. book club. We can talk ah. producing, oh. acting. Book passed by a poster. Pa- looked at it and gave her blessing. <laughs> a million little pieces. <laughs> so first one, this is an easy one. We're gonna start and get you warmed up. Mm-hmm. Lee Daniels, the Butler. Oh yeah, yes. she was in it. She's All in right. it. She produced it. Very good. And she died. Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and she dances with an afro uh, to uh, Soul Train. Oh, oh that's god. Right. And it's okay. funny. I was putting together that montage for the yep. uh, for the Black Music soundtrack for the Hollywood Bowl, and we wanted to. It was a very emotional moment, you know, because she finds out. I think she finds out right at that moment. She's dancing to Soul Train with these. Compl- I mean, she is dressed in seventies to the max with a gigantic afro, and that's the moment they find out that their. I think their son died in uh, in Vietnam. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. But you can't show any of the sadness because she is dressed so absurdly. <laughs> <laughs> now that should have gotten costume design. Uh, the Princess go. and the Frog. Oh, oh she does a voice in that. Yes. Oh. I will say she does a voice in that. Was that? Paul says yes. Yeah. She does a voice of something movie. called Eudora. So that's nice. Glory. No. no. I think that's no. a, I think it's a big bait and switch. The Hundred Foot Journey. She produced it. Ah, she, that's, she did that's, produce that's, it. It's her aunt Spielberg. He got game. Yes. No. Right. No. Yeah. That's I you're thinking no. of Spike Lee. It's not Oprah. You're thinking of Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Those two get confused a lot. <laughs> All right, that one is a no. But how about Mo Better Blues? Well, now you're leading me to think yes. I'm just saying. But. How, no, no, that? no, not Mo Betta Blues, Mo Betta Meaty Meat Burgers. She used Mo to go Betta there and Mo get her Betta. Mo Betta Meaty Meat Burgers. Everybody, everybody loved a hoe cake. Everybody like Mo Betta. <laughs> Who's got to eat, too? <laughs> have you never had a Mo Betta Meaty Meat Burger? No, I have not had no. a Mo Betta Never heard of it. Burger. The Mo Betta Meaty Meat Burger? I don't, know why, no. I don't know why I said that like William Shatner. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was down in the corner. Uh, you guys are on to me. No, Pico she was not in that. However, B-Movie, which we have right here oh. behind me. Don't read it. Oh. oh, it doesn't oh. say. Well, no, it doesn't say. DreamWorks. She's worked with Spielberg. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, she oh, was the voice of Judge Bubbleton. How about Charlotte's Web? Yeah, she had to. Wait, the old She was the, Charlotte's Web. No, 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 no. The yeah. new one. She, she was, was the, the voice one? of the pig. Because she does so many voices. She was the voice of the pig. She's the voice of a generation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> of Pepsi drinkers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes, she was. She was Gussie the Goose. Ah. She's done a ton of voice work. Wow, it all sounds Oscar worthy. How she about needs, she really does need the work? Malcolm X. <laughs> no, she had nothing to do with Malcolm X. I don't think she likes Spike Lee. No. Yeah, I think. Oh, Adam's wait a second. Is good. 
Wait a second. Spike Lee went for, to a bunch of people for money, including Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he couldn't get the, the, the movie finished financing, and he made a huge stink, and he had to go to all of his, his black celebrity friends yes. who pitched in a total of, like, $100,000, and he oh. was bitching that the studio only provided $45 million or whatever. That was that was one of uh, Spike's more ridiculous He's moments. right. Oh, Adam. And so Very she nice. got a special thanks. Oprah. Malcolm Oprah X. helped him out. Yes. And uh, good job, everybody. Thank you. Yes, You're welcome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for the challenge. Thank you. Thank you. And lastly, Thank you let's finish well. off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Mr. Phil Collins. <gasps> happy oh. birthday, yes, Phil. Yes, I love him. Tarzan. Bring yes, he was involved in Tarzan. <laughs> No, Steve Winwood. But that's all right. I love him, too. He turned 63, but he can play anywhere from an extra in A Hard Day's Night to an extra in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. What? He was one of the little kids. Isn't that crazy? Remember, yeah. Remember he was he was the lead in one movie where he played a thief. Does anybody yeah. remember the Buster? Buster. Buster. That's right. And he did the soundtrack. And that 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 of was course. the one that uh, who was interviewing Sting and said I loved you in Buster. Was that? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And he goes, that's Phil Collins. <laughs> I was in The Bride. That's awesome. <laughs> By the way, anybody oh, in this room an old Genesis fan? Is oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we yeah. went to the show together. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they yeah. played all the old Genesis. I, 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 so you like were Peter right. I love it way better than Solo. Oh, well, but after. even but Well, yeah, I mean, early, I like yeah. I like Peter Gabriel Genesis, too. But mm-hmm. that, that band really does take off as soon as Phil Collins takes over. Then you yeah. got, like, Trick of the Tail, Wind of the Weathering. The Cage. Wonderful. And this is a shout-out to my stepdad, who uh, watches every show, because this is the only reason I know all about uh, Genesis. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that band just went. And, and I mean, obviously, long before, you know, I think pe- most people would start hearing about them around Abacab or something yeah. like that, you know, and then obviously Invisible Touch was gigantic. But yeah. Like yeah. way early on when they were still, they're sort of art rock, but Peter Gabriel was gone and his kind of weak voice was gone. And then, yeah, Peter Gabriel, okay, uh, so as stuff. you said, he did the music for Tarzan the musical. Yes. He not only was acting in these small parts and then he had the lead in Buster. But we also heard a ton of his music in hit songs, like uh, there was a movie in Risky Business. Do you guys remember what was in Risky Business? Ooh. It's so great. In the Air Tonight. In the Air Tonight. In the Air Tonight. It's the greatest. And my favorite, which I don't know how Paul has not seen this. I love Uh, White Knights. Never seen it. Separate Lives. Movie Jail? White Knights? No. 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 Oh, yes. Oh, you're so stupid. Hey, Lee. Yes, no Karen. movie with Barishnikov puts you in movie. <laughs> he did like 30 spinny things. The great Lee, actor. You know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true. People yes. ask me, can you tell me two things about Karen? And I say, yeah. One, she can't take a shit unless Paul's holding a gun in front of her. <laughs> and two, she loves when celebrities sing. <laughs> I do. And I love that you guys brought up the fact that he was in this movie called Buster. Oh. Because Phil Collins is going to sing a little song from Buster called oh. Two of Hearts. Oh. No, Two Hearts. Two Hearts. Two Hearts. Two That'd be Stacey Q. Two Hearts that beat. Two of Hearts. Oh, we know this song. This was great. Yeah. You know, his solo albums and stuff are so underrated now. You don't hear them much anymore, but they were solid. Face oh, value? Yeah. They yeah. played the shit out of them in the 80s, though. <laughs> they did. They sure because, did. Because That's Invisible the Touch and Face Value were out at the same time and both giant top. And then hits, No you know. Jacket Required. I love No Jacket <laughs> Required. Massive hit. You want to get me turned on, you just start playing No Jacket Retire- <laughs> Required. Paul, your wife is telling yeah, me. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> you want to get me turned on? <laughs> 
just I that is it. the hottest chat. <laughs> just go to the website. You can learn all about how to get it. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at the Movie Guys, Facebook.com slash the Movie Guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, SoundCloud, Instagram, all that shit. Thanks to Jeremy Carter. Hey, Jeremy Carter. Ego.com. Anything Correct. else we should be following? Uh, hey, hey, do you like Shunt McGuffin? If you liked what yeah. you liked, yes. there's, you can follow Shunt on Facebook. And nice. then there's album stuff coming up. Oh, okay. nice. and other than that, just love the shit out of Super Ego. We love you. Oh, and love the Volpe <laughs> sketch, too. There you go. Oh, yeah. Cardinal Volpe. Cardinal Volpe. Volpe. Also, thanks to Steve Scholes for his writing contributions to the show every Hello. week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Next week, it's February, but for some reason still involves two films pushed from previous release dates with Seventh Son and Jupiter Ascending. We'll talk about them, and we'll see you then. Thank you. You just got a movie. So much love you have